One, two, three, four, five. Just counting Patriot Super Bowls. That's not actually <laughs> testing. <laughs> I hope you recorded that. Today's episode of the BS Podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek, our presenting sponsor, the easiest way to shop for the best tickets thanks to their revolutionary grading system. Buy and sell tickets and two taps on your phone, everything guaranteed. My listeners get $10 off baseball tickets the first time they use SeatGeek. Use promo code BSMLB. My son and my dad are going to, this is Kevin Hench here, by the way. My son and my dad are going to uh, Yankees Red Sox Friday. It looks like Chris Sales pitching August 18th. I asked SeatGeek for great tickets and they just hooked me up because they're a partner. And well done. They're the best. So They're my son, also getting sucked into this Red Sox playoff run. Oh, yeah. So my son going to Fenway first time. Chris Sale, Yankees. That's that's a pretty good one. That's solid. My fear is that Chris Sale gets pushed a day and then Pomerantz. Ends up, which he, you won't be telling your grandkids about Pomeranz, but maybe the Chris Sale 17 strikeout. Pomeranz quietly the most important player on the Red Sox <laughs> this season. Uh, download the SeatGeek app today. Go right to SeatGeek.com. And we are pleased to announce the newly relaunched TheRinger.com website this week. Very excited for everyone to see the new site. Uh, a lot of time, effort, energy. The chorus platform from Vox. Thanks to Medium and Ev Williams for... A great run, speed launching our site, and now we have taken it to the next level. Check out the latest articles, videos, podcasts. Special thanks to Miller Lite, who've been with us since the beginning and have been fantastic partners. We are thrilled to have them as the relaunch sponsor for the site, Miller Lite, the official beer of the ringer. Remember when we were growing up, the Celtics were in those those ads? Remember that? <laughs> All the old ones? The good old days. The good old days. Uh <laughs> And lastly, uh, two podcasts that we're launching this week. One is called Ringer FC, soccer podcast. Oh, oh yeah. Right up my alley. Newcastle United back in the EPL. <laughs> yeah, you made it's my it back. squad. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You you felt like after the Red Sox had, uh, had won a World Series, you needed a new form of torture in your life. So you picked Newcastle. <laughs> so that hasn't won anything since 1927. What do you think of that title, Ringer FC? Nice. Pretty good, it. right? Yeah. We got a good logo. So subscribe now. That I first love pod. Your, I love your soccer transformation. These Thank emails you. we send each other I know. about Pulisic Can every you game. Be complaining about Alex Morgan. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the Rewatchables, another podcast we're launching this week. Uh, so we have some old, old pods on that feed already. And then the first one is going to be A Few Good Men, which we broke down like it was a Sapruder film. You, where do you stand on A Few Good Men, Hatch? I mean, I loved it when I saw it in the movie theater. You know, I mean, you're not I, a rewatchable. You, you, you know, me, me and Corolla on. versus you. Yeah, you move on. You move on to new movies. It's like my jiggly leg. I guess yeah. too anxious to watch something twice. <laughs> uh, so yeah, check those out. Those are the two newest podcasts from the Ringer Podcast Network. And finally, on the Ringer.com this week, Patriots Week. It's mid August. What the hell? People are mad. We're doing Patriots Week. It's like, first of all. Oh, the, they're, the they're Patriots are the t- are the team of the century. They won five Super Bowls. They have uh, arguably the best coach of all time, arguably the best quarterback of all time. I don't know who's I would arguing say against inarguably that. Inarguably the best coach of all time. Okay, but I'm just trying. And to I leave would the door actually open. expand it uh, to of all sports because obviously the hardest sport sport to coach. Okay, we can talk about right. that during the pod. Right. But Patriots week, a lot of good pieces up there. Kevin Clark put up a piece today about how the 07 Patriots changed football. They if might you don't not have want gone it to be Patriots no. week, you should beat them occasionally. <laughs> so we're we're uh, we're coming up. We're going to break down the twenty five 
greatest Patriots wins of the Brady Belichick era. Listen, you can either enjoy listening to this or you can hate listening to it. But either way, we're doing it. The Patriots have earned it. We're doing it. You can turn it off now. We don't care. We're doing this podcast. But first, Pearl Jam. All right, my buddy Kevin Hench is here. Fired up as I've ever been. You're the only That's person. the best homework assignment I've ever been sent in my life. Watch hours of Patriot highlights. Yeah, I sent you the, the document, the list. There were clips and links attached to each game. And like Boston Globe articles. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I hesitate to send this to you, but this is a rabbit hole. It might ruin your day. And then like or two hours it. later, our fantasy baseball, we have, we own a fantasy baseball team together in the League of Dorks. And I'm emailing you trades and you just texted back, I'm in the rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> I just pictured you in front of a computer I, for I, hours. I, I, almost, I feel like I almost watched the entire 2001 AFC Championship game against the, the Steelers. Because some of the links were the whole game. <laughs> right. And you, like, you find yourself like, why am I watching this time out? Yeah. You know, it was- so I went... I really wanted to be prepared for this. Initially, I was going to write it as a column, and I, I it would have taken ten days. There, the only way to do the column would have been to go. How is all this the way not going to be ten hours? By well, the way, well, it might be two. Okay. <laughs> it might be two. You're the only person I could imagine doing it with because you, first of all, you have an incredible recollection of of obscure moments. Um, you care the most of, of any friend I have. Reaction. You're the only only person events. I know. When I, we were like, we'll win one Red Sox World Series, World Series, and it'll never be the same. A year later, you're sending angry emails <laughs> about Edgar Renteria. You're just a lunatic. You're the number one lunatic. I'm working. I brought in some of the best therapists in the world to work on my my various illnesses. Yeah. So what we're gonna do? I narrowed the list down to twenty the twenty five best Patriots wins. It's my list. You feel free to argue with me or get mad as we descend in order. Um, if you disagree with any choices, well, the one thing so. that just just you know well, don't give okay, anything I, I, away. I, I, all right, I won't give we'll it away until we, we get there. Then okay. I'll then I'll then I'll laugh at how our cup runneth over. So. This is 16 years of, of football games, and the Patriots have won a lot of games. I mean, Brady has, I think, the, by far the highest winning percentage of any quarterback. And I think Belichick has the highest winning percentage of any modern coach. So there's a lot of wins. You do 16 years, there's going to be two wins a year that were like, wow, remember that game. And it's a sport with a hard cap where you can't. Two buddies. It's not like basketball where two friends can call each other in July and say, "Hey, you want to you want to win the NBA title right now?" Right. You can't do that in football. It's no. like you. Every guy on the roster has to contribute, and <laughs> Belichick is the is the chess master who's you know proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that he see he's watching a different sport than the rest of us. He just sees things. That's why Malcolm Butler was on the field. I don't know if that game made it onto the it's, list. It, it made it. It's, it's coming up later. You know. Yeah, the Pats have gotten some breaks. The AFC East is an abomination. We just watched a team in the AFC sign Jay Cutler trying to save their season. There, That's how there bad is it's also an, a crazy montage to be made of opposing kickers missing. Oh, shanking <laughs> ones. It's like nuts yeah. how many times that happens on this list. Well, Tate's a Carolina fan. The John Casey kickoff kick off out of bounds. Ta- we're just get talking to. about that with a Carolina fan last night. That game, I don't know. Maybe it's on the list. It might be on the list. So- Honorable mention, 
Just going to rip through these pretty quick. In no particular order. September 2005, opening night, Pat Steelers. Pat's coming off their third Super Bowl in four years. Steelers getting some buzz, is ready to take it over. Pat's lay the smackdown. The, I mean, the Steelers the, are going to be a recurring yeah, thing the Steelers, in this. I mean, obviously, particularly delightful for us because we're pals with Dave Damashek, the, uh, the, you know, the, the leading Steelers apologist. Um, and the I mean, coming off the 2004 AFC title game, which might make the list. I don't know. There's so many. Uh, but, you know, that was that was the game of all. I don't know. It'd be interesting to ask Sheck of of the, the two AFC title games that where we we kicked them in the nuts in Heinz Field, which hurt worse. But the 2004, they had beaten us to break the streak and they definitely thought they were going to win. So by the time this game rolls around, they're just like Steeler fans. Must hate us more, almost as much yeah. as anybody like, else. Jets fans. There's Dolphins a lot of fans, people listening to this fans. podcast who 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 hate us, <laughs> but that can't stop us from banging banging out the list uh, quickly. Pats 2013. Pats 30. Saints 27. This was the uh, Tompkins. Kimbrell Tompkins uh, in the in the left corner of the end zone. Brady big comeback, like 15 seconds left. And what's interesting is he never caught another touchdown for the Patriots. Well, you know, I, I sent you this email too. It's like. This this top five throws of Tom Brady's career, you know, uh, videos been going around Twitter. You know, people been you know talking about. And these these are five. They're five typically great throws. I mean, I could name another fifty that should be that yeah. that are equally amazing, including a couple of those outs he threw during the Super Bowl last year. But the five receivers on the Brady's five best throws of all time, in order, are Malcolm Mitchell. Brandon LaFell, Brandon LaFell again, Brian Timms, oh. and then number one, Kembrell Tompkins. It's like, he's not throwing to Marvin Harrison and right. Jerry Rice, okay? Can we stop pretending there's any debate about this greatest of all time? He's, you know, 2007, he had an elite wide receiver, and he showed what his every season would have been had he played with Jerry Rice. So, uh, you know, that debate, I think people are giving up on that debate. But are you going to be this close. hot the whole podcast? Two hours, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Rock and roll. <laughs> well, that leads us to another honorable mention game. Moss's first game, Pats 38, Jets 14, September 2007. So there had been this couple years here. They don't sign Deion Branch heading into the 06 season. They end up trading him. And we all blame that's the lost Super Bowl, basically, because they didn't sign Deion Branch, trade him for a first rounder. A logical trade on paper, but almost too logical because we had a chance to win the Super Bowl. They end up losing in Indianapolis. Rache Caldwell. And, and all of us are like, we have no idea how good Brady is because he's been throwing to Jermaine Wiggins and David Givens and <laughs> David Pat and, and, and Rache Caldwell and all these guys. Like, boy, it would be nice to see him with some weapons. They go out, they get Randy Moss. They trade for Wes Welker, who killed us the previous season. Now, all of a sudden, we have weapons. First Jets game, touchdown to Moss, but then about halfway through the game, third quarter, Brady goes back. He's got all this time. Then throws it. Moss was on the right side. You see it at the start of the play. And he's throwing it deep to the left side of the field in the end zone. And it's like, boy, that's weird. And the camera cuts back. And there's Moss with three jets around him. He's He had been down the right sideline. Now he's curving across the field and catches this bomb. And all of us are like... Oh, oh, it's going to be God. a good year. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, it's this might not be the exact right analogy, but, you know, the story, the legend has it that 
Barry Bonds watched Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa in 1998. And he's like, I'm way better than these guys. Right. I'm better than these guys. And everyone's like, McGuire and Sosa have saved baseball. And Bonds is like, I'm I'm going to show you how much better I am than these guys. If I'm the I, best if, outfitter if, ever. If I do... If I do what they're allegedly doing, watch what happens. 73 home runs. And like Moss to me was Brady steroids. It was like, I I am not playing on this it, the same, I'm not playing the same sport as you guys who have elite wide receivers. Like Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne are your receivers. Watch what happens right. when I have comparable weapons. And then it's 50 touchdowns and eight interceptions. I'm glad you think Randy Moss is Tom Brady's steroids. That's very important. <laughs> I, I, I live my life believing that as well. <laughs> Uh, but that Jets throw was one of the great random football moments of my life. I will never forget watching Moss. First of all, I've never seen anybody on a bomb on the right sideline catch the ball on the left side of the field, unless it's like a complete breakdown. Or It wasn't a breakdown. It was like, here's the play, Randy. Run 50 yards as fast as you can, but halfway down, just curl across the field. Well, it's Nobody like does that. Jerry any- Rice, even Jerry Rice doesn't do that. You know, to use another sport analogy, it's like when you're feeding the post in basketball, it's so much easier to feed the post to Shaquille O'Neal, who's basically always open because he's got that guy pinned on his ass and he's way bigger than him. And like you can make a bad throw to Randy Moss and it'll be a touchdown. Yeah. It, you know, when you're throwing, you know, into these tiny windows to Troy Brown and David Patton and David Givens, there's no margin margin of error. Yeah. So two more 07 games made the list. Um, we're going to talk about the 07 fuck you TD game that that is in the top 25, but these were two others. Back-to-back weeks, Pat, Pats 49, Dolphins 28, Pats 52, Redskins 7. And this is when it turned into college football almost. It's like watching Alabama play some Where they couldn't set a Vegas school. couldn't set a spread. And, and, and the Pats were angry and just piling it on. And, and we were angry and everyone's saying the Pats are cheaters and they were vindicated in some ways. There was definitely, there's definitely a, a, a camera at that Jets game that shouldn't have been there. We all can see that. Everybody does it was where we ended up as our <laughs> argument. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, everybody does it. Hey, you guys cheat too. Uh, it, uh, yeah. That was tough. Boy, this I have is, a lot of thoughts about 2007, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to we'll, we'll get to more on the list. Uh, a couple other quick ones. 40 Pats 45 Broncos 10 January 2012. The death uh, the death of Tim Tebow. Well, it was so funny because, you know, Tebow throws the one spiral of his life in the, the previous game, week yeah. to beat Pittsburgh in the playoffs. And it's, and it's pandemonium, and I'm just sitting there going this is, you know what you're in store for, right? Like, it's going to be that, you know, talk about relaxed. There was no chance that there was going to be any result but what happened I wasn't in that game. 100% relaxed because I didn't know if Tebow, if this was becoming some sort of religious football phenomenon that even the Patriots couldn't stop. But remember the line was, I remember it was 13 and a half. And it was like, wow, this is going to be under two touchdowns, Tim Tebow and Foxborough. Really? <laughs> but then being also afraid to bet a lot of money on it because Tebow had been so out of his mind. A uh, couple more. The Mo Lewis game, which was a loss. September 2001. Well, that's a good honorable mention. It's a good way good to start mention. the whole starts Jets the whole 10, conversation. You know, Jets 10, Patriots Mo 3. Mo Lewis, arguably the most important player in Patriots history. So Robert Mays is doing a... a piece for us about the 16 most important Patriots during the Belichick Brady era because it's Patriots week and it's going up later this week and he asked me for thoughts and I was like I think Mo Lewis has to be on the list if Mo Lewis doesn't hit Brady Bledsoe 
I'm sorry, but if he doesn't hit Bledsoe, which by the way was one one of the worst hits a quarterback has taken, like it almost collapsed his chest and he almost bled to death. He Bledsoe quietly a crazily tough guy. Like yeah. he he came back from some hits. huge hits. And Remember ninety four? How many big ninety three and ninety four? How you just get annihilated? And he was like he's the worst combination for a QB. If a guy's going to be like that slow and unathletic, yeah. you want him to be a puss, right? But he was kind of like. I think I can turn the corner. I think I can turn the corner. You're like, you're so this. slow. You're going to get killed. <laughs> you and I didn't know each other at that point, but uh, I I spent basically from mid-97 through 01 just complaining about Bledsoe all the time. It started choking in my columns. I remember I did a Ewing Theory piece for ESPN.com the first year I had there. He was the first guy I mentioned, like, if he ever gets hurt, watch what happens. But now I feel bad because well, Drew Bledsoe was a great Patriot. But, but interesting, and we'll get to, to Bledsoe's greatest contribution as a Patriot's coming up. Probably made the list. Uh, <laughs> but the Bledsoe, there is a weird thing about being the number one overall pick and having the game has come easily to you your whole life. There's no chip on your shoulder. You've yeah. always been the biggest, best. I'm sure he hit third in baseball. <laughs> like he's just, you know, he's six six, super athlete. And so I just don't think that guy wants to go home after a big win and watch game film. Like Brady is always going to be a sixth round draft pick, like in his yeah. mind, you know? So in it's high like, school, he was like in the garage trying to teach himself balance. Like, you know, yeah. I, it's like I, you know, we benefit from the fact that Tom Brady is a cyborg whose like favorite hobby, top 10 favorite hobbies are breaking down game film. I would say sleeping one. <laughs> Eating healthy two, game film three, working out four. Alex Guerrero might be on the top uh, most important Patriots of all. Yeah, that's true. We should have put him like ninth. Brady's forty, throwing fifty-five yard spirals to Brandon Cooks in practice. Uh, So anyway, Mo Lewis, September two thousand one, right before September eleven, actually, or right after. It was right. It was right around there. And uh, Brady comes in the next week, and we're gonna get to that in a second. A couple more. September two thousand eleven. Opening night, Pats 38, Dolphins 24. Brady with the with like 517 passing yards and five TVs. And this was fun from a fantasy standpoint because I think I think he had it must have been like 48, 49 points week one, and all of us were that was when people started getting bored of taking Brady in fantasy league. So somebody got him for like 19 bucks. And I was like, Oh my God, Brady just put up 49 points. And it was his big fantasy game. When Brady um you know, early on when like, for example, when he when he took Ty Law's Super Bowl MVP award, it's like right. he was a game manager. You know, he was like, he's not going to beat you. He's yeah. not going to hurt. You know, he's smart. He's, you know, he's not. And then he just turned turned into Warren Moon. Like, I, yeah. I can put up wh- whatever numbers you want me to put up. I I can put up. And, and, and his end. I mean, we you and I've watched it. His arm got stronger. Like he, and he got faster he, too. Uh, it's the craziest. The scramble he had in the super in the Falcons Super Bowl was like the best scramble of his career. Oh, He's like it's dodging nuts. Guys. It's really hope for all us middle aged dudes. Last, uh, oh, two more honorable mentions: Pats thirty nine, Steelers twenty six. This was October two thousand ten, Sunday night in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's going to take a beating in this podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> Three touchdowns for for Rob Gronkowski, a rookie. That was the game where it was like. Oh, oh, Gronk. Okay. Another guy, a a Shaquille O'Neal guy who's always open by virtue of his size. Right. Um, We're going to, we're trying not to mention the uh, accused murder, double murder Aaron Hernandez in this podcast that much, but 2011 
2010 and 11, when they had Gronk and Hernandez at the same time, I think at some point all of us came to the realization, wow, Belichick has figured out some sort of strategy with tight ends that is just you five can't years ahead of everybody else. Yeah, yeah, what do you do? It's like open, almost yeah. like, well, like then the they started, when they started handing the ball off to the, to the guy we will not mention, like now they're running sweeps with their other tight <laughs> What is going right. on? Yeah. He's, he's guns falling out of his jersey. Uh, Allegedly. The last one, honorable mention. This is a loss. November 2009, Colts 35, Pats 34. Belichick goes for it on fourth and two. And this basically launches the advanced metrics era in football. We did not get the fourth down. Oh, no. And then. Yeah, Kevin Falk, right? Yeah, and then the Colts end up scoring. Forget the first down. Manny doesn't get the ball back. We get. My issue with the play was always that it was a shitty play. I remember I wrote like a 5,500 yeah, word one and a half yard pass route. But also coming out of a timeout and, um, you know, basically you should be running a two point conversion play, but you have 70 yards of the field to work with. You spread them out, use the field and then, you, but whatever they did, it was like this screen pass Fox falling away from, from uh, the line of scrimmage and it was bad. Well, but Belichick, the thing that's so amazing about Belichick and this is as we get into the, the the real games, you know, uh, the real top twenty five. Belichick is he's a cyborg, obviously. Like he, you know, the Economist, the advanced metrics. He understood, you know, he sees what's going on on the field, so he combines real real time data, what he's seeing, with like his own com- supercomputer of yeah. knowing Manning is either going to go seventy yards. Or 35 yards or however, you know, Manning's gonna, we can't stop him when when he sees his defense and he knows we're not going to stop that guy. So he knows the best mathematical chance to win this game is to go for it on fourth and two. And, you know, all the old school guys, they don't know it. They're, they're so far behind him. They don't know. It just seems crazy to them. And, you know, and he, he got annihilated for it. The flip side of that is all the advanced metrics in the Seattle Super Bowl, which we we might or might not get to, uh, we literally it's might. It's on the it, list. We, the, the world may end before we get through this 10-hour podcast. But that all the advanced metrics say, well, you call timeout to give your quarterback a chance to, to, to tie the game with a field goal. But what he saw in real time trumped his supercomputer. Like, he knows his supercomputer would say, call timeout to leave your quarterback time for a field goal. But what he saw, the, the lack of organization in the Seahawks, he was like, oh, I think calling a timeout would help them. There's a good Super Bowl, there's good NFL Films clip of him watching the Seattle sideline. You can actually see him kind of looking over there and they're like, timeout, I think the game's timeout. going a little fast for them. Yeah, no. So and he's it's just like, kind of looking over there going, mm, no, let's ride this so out. So if anybody has earned the right not to be second guessed, whether it's doing the advanced metric and going on fourth and two or not doing the advanced metric and not calling timeout, it's like this guy is he's like a, a mystic, like he's she's just operating on a, on a spiritual plane. Nobody else can understand. Well, we lost that game. I right. st- I like the idea. I Doesn't still mean think he was it was. Wrong. A, I think it was a shitty play, yeah. and I did second guess him for that because the other the other thing about that game, which turned out to be vindicated, was he's basically saying I don't believe in my defense. <laughs> so <laughs> if you're going to do that, you better have the greatest play ever, and you better get the fourth down so your defense doesn't go. Wow, he thinks we suck. <laughs> and as it turned out, we got killed in the playoffs that year. And, but he, and the he other didn't thing about the other reason. thing about Belichick that's you know. It's a great point because I think on a lot of teams, 
there would have been a lot of strife in the locker room yeah. and that's such an F you to the defense. And then the defensive court, there would have been a schism and it's like, everybody's on board Patriot way. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's when you flash the rings. Uh, all right, we're going to get to the top 25 first. Let's talk about quip, the new company refreshing the way people brush their teeth, having good oral health impacts your overall health. Sarah Silverman once said that all death comes through the gums. I think that's a quote from her. Interesting. I don't know if it's true. Interesting quote. My wife's very on board, the dental health. Yeah. That, that, that is the key to life. Well, 75% of us don't refresh our toothbrush bristles or visit the dentist on time. You don't need a big, expensive toothbrush either. I, once every 12 years. Once never miss. 12, I never miss. Once every 12 years. Quip, an electric toothbrush packs premium vibration timer features into an ultra slim design. Half the cost of bulkier brushes, almost... Like Apple designed a toothbrush, but without Apple's big price tag, Quip won a 2016 GQ Grooming Award. But the page, Belichick's never won a GQ Grooming Award. It's the one, only one of the thing few. He one of the few has won. Uh, but if he went for it, he would. And it made it on Oprah, Oprah's 2017 New Year's O list. Quip toothpaste tastes fresh, strengthens teeth. Strengthens teeth. I can't speak and gives your mouth the perfect clean feeling. Quip starts at just 25 bucks. Subscribers receive new brush heads on a dentist-recommended three-month plan for just $5, including free shipping. Just get to getquip.com slash BS for your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush, G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash BS. All right. We're going to get to the top 25, the 25 best Patriot wins since 2001. This list is going to be brought to you by Miller Lite. The presenting sponsor of our ring ring. We need, it needs a sponsor. I don't know who's luckier, I, that, yeah. that Miller Lite or us. I think both of us. Miller Lite is brewed to not only taste great, but also be less filling. It only has 96 calories. It won't fill you up. It's brewed to be enjoyed from tip-off to final buzzer, or some cases on this list, OT. It's the original light beer and has been since we first showed up courtside in 1975. Both Miller Lite and me. I think I showed up courtside in 1974. All right. Top 25. This first one was a forgettable game, but it has to be mentioned because uh, I think the aliens will look back someday and be like, wow, that happened on the same day? October 17th, 2004. Pats 30, Seahawks 20. I happened to be at the game. The streak was in, was in motion. I think this was either the 19th or 20th straight win dating back to the previous year, which is crazy for the Pats. It ended up at 21. Pittsburgh broke it. Later that day, Fenway Park also went to that game. The Steel, Dave Roberts. Same day, the Pats extending the greatest football streak of all time. And then Dave Roberts changes the course of Red Sox and baseball history. I'm not history. that there's anybody who hates Boston sports who's still listening. But the fact that you're weaving in the first of three Red Sox championships just casually. Oh, yeah. Then I went over to Fenway where, uh, you know, we, we, we ruined Mariano Rivera's career and uh, won that su uh, World Series. Well, when That game, uh, I... I love that 2004 Patriots team so Me much too. because you, I believe, and there's so many great Patriots teams, it's possible I'm wrong, but we had a crazy schedule that year and the Patriots went 7-0 and against teams with 10 or more wins. I, right. I mean, I'll ask Elias, but like you never play seven <laughs> games against someone with 10 wins. It's not possible. Right. And we beat them all. And the thing, it's like it's not quite Randy Moss in 2007, but Corey Dillon, that was the first time. It's like, see what happens when we have an elite running back. And right. he was spectacular. He was great in that game. And the Boston sports history was always take a chance on the troubled guy. He'll tantalize you for a couple months and then he'll let you down. Like Carl Everett is a great example. 
But just going through every team we had, there was always like, oh, the troubled guy, but maybe he'll turn around here and be like, eh, no, he didn't. Corey Dillon, we got one great year out of him. Then Belichick made one of his rare mistakes, signed him to a, another deal. Corey Dillon showed up 20 pounds heavier. It was immediately over. <laughs> but that one year, he was, he he was, was a beast. He, he was, was awesome. Um, what I remember about that day, it was a very kind of blah Patriots day. And I remember uh, my friends that I was with, and we were like, wow, the Patriots the fans that expectations are just so high now it's like almost like but the, the, you know obviously when you are in that anywhere in the environs of boston morale was so low well, that's after what game I mean. three of the red sox so the red sox get killed the night before also which i went to and then that pats game and it was like wow it's like the crowd was kind of in the dumps i think it, we knew we were better than seattle um that giant Gillette Stadium, everybody was still getting used to. And then it was like, oh, now the Red Sox are going to get swept. And then it just flipped that night. And actually, it flipped after midnight. I like this, Lizzie. You're kind of sort of giving the Patriots credit for that, too, the, the Dave Roberts. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> I don't know how, how they don't get credit. And within a week, By they, the way, the links you sent me, if you click on the link to this game, it goes to Dave Roberts Steel. I know. <laughs> Which I, then I start I watching that, that, every, whole, <laughs> that whole ninth inning. So Dave Roberts, and Mario Rivera is so traumatized by blowing the save that he stands in the middle of the infield and he he cuts the throw. Bernie Williams lollipop, yeah. predictable lollipop to home plate that obviously wasn't going to get Dave Roberts. But Mario Rivera is just out of position, standing near the mound. He shouldn't be the cutoff man. He cuts it off and he's just he's just demoralized. Little did he know how much worse it was about to get. I was talking to my friend Hershey today, who's a diehard Dodger fan. I was saying how much I'm enjoying this Dodgers historic season because Dave Roberts is the manager. And I was like, we love that guy. In I was perpetuity. like, I was like, you got it. First of all, it's the greatest steal of all time. It's like most what, important stolen base. In, what's the number two steal of all time? I don't even in, know. But baseball history. I was saying to him, you should watch. I said that to him when I met him at Sonny McLean. I think he's heard it. Yeah, yeah. I think he's heard it. Probably no, but McLean. I was drunk and I meant it. <laughs> but. He almost gets picked off right before. That clip is incredible because Rivera really almost gets And he never him. shortens his lead. Yeah. Like, it's like you're within an eighth of an inch of getting picked off. And you're like, I got this measured. And, and, and Rivera and then, was such a great athlete. Like, his, his pickoff throw is like such oh, he was, precision. and oh. He was so great. Uh, and Posada's throw is just a little to the wrong side of the bag. Or it's like. But as fast of a catch and throw oh. as he's ever done. Um, bad news. Tate just killed himself. So the podcast, <laughs> this is too much Boston. We can handle it. He's pushing buttons. Listen, sometimes you have to have a podcast that people can hate listen to, too. So anyway, that was number 25. Number 24, um, there's a lot of lost games from the 01 to 04 range because so much has happened since. Um, this is one of the classics. October 2003, Pats 19, Dolphins 13, overtime final. Troy Brown with the 84-yarder for the win. And... Two two things about this. One is the Patriots never won games uh, like this uh, for our not entire Miami, lives. Not Miami, we didn't. Not, two, not. it's in Miami where they'd lost, I think, 13 straight games. And then three, overtime Monday night. This is just like, nobody even remembers this happened. There's no videotape of it. I couldn't find it on YouTube. Just, it's not on the internet. And yet Troy Brown, 84 for a Monday night win. And it's like, but wow, this was, we just this, won I in mean, Miami. Now this is going to be embarrassing. Tate, Tate, If Tate hadn't just killed himself, he could edit this out. But I... My recollection of this game is in the heat of it was it's hot, not, but it's not a Monday night game, right? It's a is this a Sunday game? I'm remembering oh, I I'm remembering a hot 
Typical, Maybe it was Sunday. Typical Monday, a Sunday loss in Miami where we were hot, we're dehydrated, you might we be play right. like dog shit. It was definitely in Miami um, though. And and in, in typical, as we would we as we would grow to learn in typical Patriots fashion, Olindo Mare, a key part, the fact that this game's even oh, yeah, in overtime, right. he shanks a thirty-five yarder. <laughs> right. Like think about it, like. There, nobody misses 35 yarders anymore. Like it's I know, like, and there's it's like, seven of them so, on this and, list. And, uh, and that, you know, as, as Belichick redefined, as he systematically went through all our houses of horrors yeah. and made, you know, you know, with, this with was the, the biggest house the, of that, horror. That was a house of horrors. And then, and, and then Troy Brown, you know, I, he's got to be on that list of, uh, of, of, Great that the Patriots, I mean, literally defensive back. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get to him. So one other thing about this game, you know, you're talking about the Patriots and the Jets were dead even for for depressed franchise fan bases, basically till 2000. And the Jets even had their Super Bowl with Namath. We had nothing. We just had a couple losses and a drug scandal. And uh, we did beat them 56 to three when Harold Jackson scored three touchdowns. I remember, yeah, it was, I remember watching had, that game in the late seventies. One of the best things we had was like, we had the best left guard ever. John Hanna is <laughs> the best left guard ever. Yeah. Two and 14. He's got to <laughs> block some more guys. We're getting killed. We had, we had the Stanley Morgan was a hall of famer. He just yeah. had bad quarterbacks argument. I mean, this was dark yeah, No, and it flipped, but in, so the Pats won the Super Bowl in 01, which we'll get to. O two, 2 they go 9-7, and seven, and it feels like, wow, that was, listen, um, uh, it's so great they won the Super Bowl, but that was a complete fluke, and now we're back to being the Patriots right, right, right. again. O three 3 comes, Miami, oh, we always lose here, we lose every time, and they win, and I feel like that started this next double Super Bowl run. It was like this game, that was kind of the tipping point. Uh, number 23, October 2007. This was really the launch of the of the fuck you era of that 2017 before Sammy Morris got hurt, which Hench and I might talk about once a month. What if Sammy Morris hadn't gotten hurt? Even Sammy Morris isn't talking about it anymore. We're still bringing it up. We had no other running backs. Lawrence Maroney is probably Maroney. the worst running back in the history of football. Oh. But uh, Patriots 59. Tate. Patriots 59. Tennessee 0. 59 to 0. Well, it's, you know, 2007, I mean, some people would argue that Boston sports fans have always been sadists, but like we really, that was the peak, peak sadism for Patriot fans. We were not, obviously not satisfied with winning. That winning was always out, was determined in the first six minutes of all these games. Like it was like the first the 10 Patriots, weeks, yeah. The Patriots are just going to win. Definitely. The game's it, it over. Flipped, it flipped week 11. And then it's like, we... Now it's about we became as fans like we were King Joffrey. We were like we wanted yeah. we wanted it to be humiliating. Yeah. We were it was so brutal the level of sadism and I was on board. I was like run it up, run it up. Why <laughs> are we running the ball? QB we could, dive. We could score sixty. We could score sixty. You know, like I was like it was so wrong. And like we did get our King Joffrey comeuppance with yeah. the helmet catch. It was the our helmet catch was the bled poison. Out yeah. we're like, what are we watching? Yeah. Why is this close? We don't know what's going on. But we did we did get what we deserved because we were we were wrong. We were like, you know what? We we should humiliate grown men fifty nine to nothing. That seems like a perfectly fun way to spend a Sunday. So for the hate listeners out there. <laughs> We fully admit we, we were, 07 were we out were of control. Not, the fan base we was out, out of control. control. Out of control. We were out of control. King Joffrey's great. I could have also gone with Cersei there. Yeah. We were ready to just blow up hundreds yeah. of people in the uh with and then little, we, yes. Yeah. And then we were chained to the wall. Brady with uh, just Brady 
Kerry Collins curse. Yeah. <laughs> Brady's stats in this game, 29 for 34, 386 touchdowns. Pretty the good. Thing I, the thing I love about I, mean, I love pretty much everything about Brady, but you know, you, you and I both know people who um, had a mini boycott or a major boycott of, of their beloved Patriots for political reasons last year. Like yeah. It definitely came up. And I was just thinking about, you know, it's funny that Brady uh, is, is a fan of the president because they're the exact opposite. Brady goes 29 for 34 with 380, t- 380 yards and six TDs and goes, you know, I I, I got to work harder. Yeah, I, I missed a couple I, throws. I missed an out I, pass. I didn't make I didn't make all the plays. We just got to keep getting better. And we're like, uh, it's it was fifty nine nothing. How much better do you have to get? And then and then Trump is like, you know, has turns in like a Ryan Leaf two for eighteen with six picks, and he's like, a lot of people were saying that's the most amazing <laughs> performance ever. Like nobody is saying that. What are you talking about? But every time Brady goes to the podium, he's like, I, I got to get better. I got to get better. Love that guy, Brady. <laughs> Number 22, the only game Brady is not involved in in this top 25, September 2016. Pats 23, Cardinals 21. Jimmy G. Pats has eight and a half point underdogs in Arizona. Everybody going, oh, it's a... Cardinals are are a Super Bowl team. Cardinals are a Super Bowl pick. Um, No Brady for four games because of the the hideous Deflategate um, decision, suspension, that we're not going to talk about in this podcast. Let's just leave it over there. But... Uh, Jimmy G wins, and yet again another ter- another shanked field goal <laughs> brings us home. <laughs> Chandler Catanzaro, whatever the hell his name is, yeah. he shanks, shanks it. Yeah, uh, it's funny though. It's you know because this is the this is the Belichick Brady podcast. This, started this it. is like, but it's like this. So it's like you know, haters will go like, well, it's you know, Belichick's a great coach because he has Tom Brady, or people say you know, Brady is a benefit of Belichick's genius, and obviously there's you can't parse it it's like they, yeah. they both make each other better like but but the the garoppolo brissette era <laughs> and the matt castle 11 and 5 era yeah he went 11 and 5 with argue, matt castle i mean if you had to yeah you're like oh, i don't know he's uh you know we've never we'll never get to know hopefully desperately i beg we'll never get to see brady and his career in a lions uniform or any jarring uh name with the rams moment um, but Belichick, we have seen without Brady, and it's pretty impressive. <laughs> so eleven and five with Castle. Although week one against KC, I think Castle only played half the game. But then three and one with Garoppolo and Brissett, and maybe this year they don't play Brady till October. <laughs> would you play? Would you play him the first four games? Of course, I wouldn't. I'd tell him to sit. <laughs> Get, put him in a lawn chair. Give him a pina colada. <laughs> Good luck keeping him off the field. Brady, by the way, because you and I, whenever we're emailing during games, which is every Sunday, but like there's invariably that moment where we're like, why is Brady still in yeah. the game? And it's like, I don't think he wants to come out. I just don't think he. It's 30 to 7 with yeah. a minute and a half left. Like there were a couple. He took a couple sacks last year with that kind of scoreline where it was like, yeah, he's in the game. We're passing. And he's getting and he's sacked. getting wrecked. Number twenty one, Pats twenty nine, Chargers twenty six. Overtime, October two thousand one. This is the first Brady comeback drive. So now I was choosing between this one and when they beat the Colts. I think two weeks before, um, but that was like Brady's first start. They surprised beat the Colts. Like it, it felt like oh that was fun. That was a fluke. They get killed in Miami the next week. Then this San Diego game, they're down late. This is Brady's first comeback drive. They're going to go one and four if they lose this game. Yeah. They and I remember and watching it going, 
oh, this this kid might have something. There, the, there might be something here. This is Lee Johnson, the punter, hands <laughs> Chargers a 10-point <laughs> right. lead. Yeah. And, you know, of course, we don't the know Patriots what we're punter. seeing. We yeah. don't know what we're seeing. We're like, is this Hugh Millen? Yeah. I don't know. Like, what's this guy going to be? And now we look back and we go, oh, we're seeing the future. He does this at home. And it's the first time. I, remember, I was actually, I watched that game with Cousins out. Number 20. Man, that, there's people out here that are, are listening to this podcast because they hate us or they hate themselves. Or maybe both. They're going to really hate this. Number 20 is Super Bowl 39. Oh, this is where I was like, I was like, when you have Super Bowl victories that barely crack your top 20 victories of all time. I stand by it. Uh, I, I might, it might, it's a Super Bowl victory. It probably needs to be a little bit higher. But this, I love that team, though. I love that 2014 love team. It's just like so balanced off. pass run. Corey Dillon, he had a good Super Bowl. And then, of course, this Super Bowl, you know, there's so many moments where Belichick versus Andy Reid, whoever, just separates as a coach. Like a lot of these victories, if it's not a kicker shanking, it's a coach shanking a 30 yarder. Like it's a coach coaching poorly. And like the absolute absence of urgency from the Eagles, when, by the way, we couldn't cover Terrell Owens. Like you, you need to be making as many possessions as possible in this game. And they were just, Walking, you know, take huddling up. It was the ten minute drive. It was crazy. He threw up in the huddle, which you know. know. It, right. So the reason I put this twenty, it was a, you know, it's always great to win the Super Bowl. Obviously, it is always great to win the Super Bowl. Let's not lose sight. One of the things I've learned this century. Of that. But you know, um, we're coming every once off, in a while when we have to go a couple of years without winning one, it, we remember. All right, now now um, you're <laughs> now you're just trying to get Tate to stab us, um, but so they come off, they kill, they kill the Colts. They kill the Steelers in Pittsburgh. And now we're like, all right, if if when they kill the Eagles with Terrell Owens has a broken leg, this is now the greatest football team of all time. Game unfolds. We can't cover Terrell Owens. The crowd, it's in Jacksonville. It was a terrible week in Jacksonville. None of the Pats fans went for this game because they had been to the other two. So it's all Eagles fans. All of us are in Jacksonville in this weird stadium. And the Eagles fans turn on the team about... I don't know, early in the second quarter, they just get mad at the team. That doesn't sound like Philly. That <laughs> does not this, sound like Philly fans. There's this weird energy in, in the stadium the whole time. The Pats don't play well. Um, it, feel, it, it felt in the stadium like the Eagles lost the Super Bowl, that we didn't totally win it. We get to play at the end. It was weird. It was but weird there walking is, out there. there is a, a classic Brady throw. By the way, David Givens, I'm sure he won't make the list of the all-time most important Patriots, but he did just score touchdowns in playoff games for a solid stretch. Like yeah, he became like, a big know. receiver and with I, size. And it is that game where Brady does a, a left sideline to right sideline. Go, he goes through his progressions yeah. where he literally goes ping, 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 ping. Like the Terminator, just like, no, 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 no touchdown. Like it, it's, it's a, a perfect Tom Brady. The game, you know, that's the thing that you can't do in a scouting combine. You just can't see inside the guy's brain. I lowered that one. You're a little harsh on that one. I'm a little harsh on that one because I would never watch it again. To me, like the great games from that playoffs were the Colts game and the Steelers game, which I would watch a hundred times. I can't can't see myself being like, let's watch this Eagles game and I can watch how Andy Reid gave us the Super Bowl. Because I hadn't become King Joffrey yet with the sadism in 2007. There was... uh, 
I did like the fact that we won those first three by a field goal. Like we didn't waste it. <laughs> we won, but we 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 scored exactly enough. Well, to that win. was the great thing about those 0304 teams is how many close games they won. They won so many close games that it stopped being an accident. At some point it was like, oh, this game's close, fourth quarter, we're gonna win. This team knows how to close games, knows how to win. And it's all setting us up for helmet catch. Yeah. It was <laughs> we all, never lose these games. <laughs> well, it was really all setting us up for Colts 2006. Oh, my God. Which was the secret devastating Patriots loss of this. Blowing Rex, the 19-point Rex lead. Grossman waiting for us in the cakewalk Super Bowl. Oh, my God. Third and three. They botch it. I mean. Too they, many men in the huddle penalty. Okay. Right. We're, in the, we're, we're up to 19. We'll make this one quick. November 2013. Pats 34. Broncos 31. Brady versus Manning. Sunday night, Gillette Stadium, Pats down 24 nothing. They roar back. I think the Broncos did something dumb in this game to help us. I can't remember what it was. They fumbled a punt, I think, yeah. that started it. Um, Good one. That, this was when the Brady-Manning thing, we were, we were like getting nostalgic for when it was going to end, even as it was still going on. And then they had this great game on a Sunday and night. I know, just to the Peyton Manning of it all, because like obviously, you know, we've seen so much of this rivalry non-rivalry whatever through through the manning brady lens it became and, a rivalry. and it was like but you know after the four neck surgeries you and i were laughing at this this denver misadventure and what he did in denver i know is so shocking what they uh, score 600 plus points that one year 55 touchdown yeah. passes like he put that one he buried like the record that's just like darn enough games to break that record now yeah. you know um so that one was particularly gratifying because the the scales had definitely turned in the manning direction that's a really fun game to to zoom through on youtube again uh number 18 pats 25 bills 24 September 2009, week one, Brady's return from the torn ACL. And of course, it was a Monday night comeback win. And we we miss Brady so much that year. To have him just pulled away for an entire year. The only other experience I've had with that, I guess there's been two. The uh, when, Bird, when Bird's back went out and he missed the whole 88-9 season. And then when Pedro got hurt in 01, where it was like, ah, I should have appreciated this comet that passed through our lives in in for in 99 and oh now now he's not going to pitch and but that game again you know it is so many of these games there is a level of complicity from the opponent that is shocking in retrospect you know the patriots are down double digits late in that game and then brady hits watson to make it 24 19 yeah. And then we're kicking off with a minute 56 left. Yeah, Bills are getting and the ball back. And we're going to kick. We kick. They have their hands team on because they're expecting uh onside kick. And so, again, this is Belichick. So it's like the metrics would say you probably are supposed to onside kick. He kicks it long to Leotis McKelvin with basically no blockers because the hands team's out there. And then McKelvin actually catches it in the end zone and could take a knee. No. No. You know what? I got, I got my hands team out there. I'm going to return it. <laughs> Fumble, Brady hits Watson again, uh, 25-24. Bills, I believe, lost two Monday night games by the score of 25-24. to I mean, if you get a five in the Super Bowl grid, you're like, oh, I can just throw this ticket out. Five, 25-24. So we got to take a quick break, talk about zeal.com. Okay. Everyone loves massages. It's always hard to book one. But if you could book a five-star top quality massage at a time that works for you in the most convenient place of all your home 
Well, why wouldn't you do that? Zeal.com, same day in-home massages with the best licensed and vetted massage therapists on demand at home. Download the iPhone or Android app, select the massage therapist, choose your favorite technique, gender preference, time and location for your massage, 365 days a year. Tom Brady doesn't need this because he just has his, his cadre of masseuses and Alex Guerrero handpicked berries and all the stuff that he eats. But normal people need this. They could be there in less than an hour, the massage table, music, everything you need to turn your living room into a spa. Zeal costs on average 20 to 50% less than going to a local spa or hotel. Find out for yourself why they've been featured in the Wall Street Journal and Good Morning America. And guess what? Our listeners can get $25 off their first massage by using the promo code BS at checkout. Sign up for Zeal's massage membership. Get 20% off all your massages, plus a free massage table and sheet set. A $380 value, yours free. No initiation fee to join the membership. Z-E-E-L.com. Make sure you click add promo code at checkout to use my code BS. Get $25 off your first in-home on demand. So number 17. January 2004. Pat's 17, Titans 14. Oh, we watched this one together. Yeah. <laughs> the Frozen game. Oh, my God. Is the there cl- a ball Vinatieri can't kick? <laughs> he kicked, a four, I think, 48 yards yeah, 48. basically to win it, and it was a rock. And the thing went up in the air, and it was like a play. It was like Sully so- Sollinger's plane. Yeah. Just kind of Sully Sullenberg. Sully Sullenberger. Sully Sullenberger. Sully Sullenberger. Chesley. He's like, so, he's Chesley, Chesley Sullenberger's played. He's just wobbling and somehow goes 48 yards. And then there was a big Drew Bennett drop as well. But this was, you know, you get to the playoffs and you had the Patriots were better than the Titans that year. But then you had these freezing weather games. The crowd's dead. Everyone's wearing clothes and mittens and there's no energy. And all of a sudden it's 14 14. You're going, wait a second, are we going to blow this? No. No. Great win. Steve McNair, always kind of scary against us. And uh, Javon Curse was on that team, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, number 16. Oh, man. I'm afraid to unleash you on this game. Pats 27, Ravens 24. December 2007. Monday night. This Pats, is like... Pats go to 12-0 on probably a bogus pass interference call on Ben Watson on 4th and 5. We don't know... That the red wedding is awaiting us. So we these games down the stretch, like we are, we are in full nineteen and 0, 19 yeah, and zero. We're just like that. We nothing have one, less, nothing you know, less. nothing less. And so in retrospect, I believe it, I'm, and, I'm that if you. we had lost any of these games, even the 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 thirty eight thirty five game that we're coming to uh, against the Giants, the the Moss record game. We would have won the Super Bowl. Like it just there, there's something gets let out. Like there's a there's a relaxation that occurs if you're not trying to stay perfect that lets you win the Super Bowl. I do think there was there was a lot of mental attrition as we got into it was late just, November, December, especially January. Like even remember the, the Chargers AFC title game, which did not make the list. Phil, Phil Rivers playing on the torn ACL and still um still giving it to us, but. The, the team just seems so tired at the end it's of that exhausting. game. I mean, I just think a loss followed by like, take the day off guys or not practicing in pads, whatever could have gone a long way. But this game is so crazy. Not just, and look, I know why the guy threw the flag. Like the guy had his hands on yeah, Watson the whole Watson. time, you know, yeah. like he's not really holding him, but you got to stop touching him at some point. You've been running with him for 10 yards. So I, I could understand the flag, but obviously going back to they stopped them on fourth and short. Yeah. But Rex Ryan had called timeout. You're not allowed to grant timeout to the coordinator. They like they, they 
you know, but if oh, you're the, if you're the side anyway. judge, yeah. you know, some guy's yelling, yelling timeout and you look and, you know, it's Rex Ryan. It's like he's not the head coach, but they give him the timeout. Ray Lewis and Ed Reed are furious, right. demoralized. Then, so, okay, timeout, timeout. Come back out for fourth and one. They're running the Heath Evans dive play that Owen, O for 2000. I mean, even the, the, the fullback dive on fourth and one yet to work in NFL history. Or it's video the, games. It's the worst play in the world. And, and of course, Heath Evans gets tackled two yards in the backfield, but Stephen Neal had flinched. He had started to go to, to pull to, to, he had, he had already started to miss his block. Yeah. <laughs> nobody got blocked on the play. And so the false start gives them fourth and six to set up the Ben Watson the call. PI. But there was a multiple. Which the PI was a, somehow a fourth and five Hail Mary. Brady <laughs> yeah, goes no. back. He's under pressure. He just kind of lobs it in the end zone. Ben Watson gets, <laughs> yeah, gets racked. So then next play, Tom I think Brady, Gaffney Tom in the Brady, end zone? Yeah, Gaffney in the end zone on a Left catch. Corner. On a catch that I, you know, as I rewatched it, was like, huh, everything video-wise has gotten better these days. And that ball is kind of wobbling on his palm a little bit as he yeah. goes out of bounds. And I do feel like that, that could have been, might have been overturned. Right. But, uh, but anyway, so we were thrilled to survive that one. But we would have been better off it, losing that game. And, and we, but we would have been better off. Tony Kornheiser on the announcing in that. You can hear Mike Tirico freaking, uh, freezing him out during the, uh, during the crunch time drive. Well, he kept using a phrase, the, uh, the inevitability of tragedy or something, <laughs> something that did not belong in a football booth. Um, Tragic number, inevitability. Number 15. Now we're getting to, this is now, we're now getting to the elite ones. This is uh, the AFC title game, January 2012. Pats 23, Ravens 20, which I had always remembered as the Sterling Moore strips Lee Evans. Lee Evans, Lee Evans seemed like relaxes. he caught the touchdown for seven yeah. seconds and got stripped. And Lee Evans like, this would be a great time to relax. <laughs> I've been playing all day. I How could many, keep clutching this ball for another second, but I want to get my relaxation on right now. He definitely seemed like he I'm caught gonna call it. I'm going to Get my massage. I'm going to pick my massage table. So... But he didn't catch it. How much time was left? That's what, like down. thirty seconds yeah. left. And then, and then Billy Cundiff. And Billy Cundiff joins shanked. the joins the Alinda Mari, Catanazaro <laughs> long list right. of field goal kickers who have been complicit in this top twenty-five. So I actually forgot that Cundiff missed the field goal. I just remembered it as Sterling Moore, and that I'm old, and the yeah. games mixed together, and I was like Sterling Moore stripped Lee Evans, and we won the game, and it, I forgot the part where Billy Cundiff came in and missed a thirty-two shanks, yarder, a thirty-two yarder. That's funny ways is you talk about like you're getting older and obviously, you know, in our defense, there's so many great victories. Um, but there were moments where I was like, Tully Banta Kane really kind of forgot all about like like making plays, you know, like they're guys that are just right. like patriots who are like that guy contributed. Well, another thing to watch and a lot of these are on YouTube. One thing I forgot was at some point it's like second down and the answer's like. They're really picking on Edelman now. And then the Ravens have the ball. And I'm like, they're picking on Edelman. Oh, shit. Edelman was our nickelback that yeah, year. I, I forgot. Uh, yeah. Hey, it's like Julian Edelman was our nickelback. Yeah. Probably the third best receiver in Patriot history. Playing nickelback in the AFC title game. Uh, this was the game that Gronk got hurt. And I can't remember if he got hurt in this game or before, but he was hurt in this game. And then it's the reason we didn't win that Super Bowl this year. It was basically Gronk on one leg. But Gronk being out of this game and the Ravens having a lot of confidence playing in Foxborough. And there was all of a sudden during the game, you're like, Oh fuck, we're going to lose this. 
Ravens. This is the Ravens were the big. We're, they're the number one nemesis we had during this run, right? Yeah, I mean Ray Rice game. Yeah, yeah the, uh, the they w- killed us a couple. The times. Welker drop game. That was a classic. Uh, a narrow escape. There's a lot of narrow escapes. That was one of the more narrow ones. Number fourteen. AFC title game, January 2005 in Pittsburgh, Pats 41, Steelers 27. I titled this one a very Brady ass kicking. Um, we watched this with Damashek at I Adam Carolla's house. Yeah. Damashek stormed out in the second quarter, which was my favorite part of the game. I Brady had this. the flu. We didn't know if he was going to play. <laughs> I probably have this one higher. This one, this game was unbelievable. They were supposed to beat us. You know, it's just like, well, we didn't think they were going to beat us. Um, they thought they were going to beat us, but that's a good example of they broke the streak earlier that season. Right. And you don't, you know, you know, it's, it helps you somehow to lose helps you. That loss helped us win this game. Um, but the throw to Deion Branch, which was the it, best it, throw of the uh, first uh, half of Brady's oh career. Oh my God. It's such an unbelievable throw. The other thing, like, it's funny because, you know, Vinatieri, Guskowski are like the, the Montana Young, Favre Rogers. Like, we just have had, Right. An elite kicker for so long. But let's talk about how crazy that is, because our whole lives, we had the worst kickers ever. Hey, man. Snowplow game, John Through, Smith. John, we had English <laughs> soccer player, John Smith, who just would shank 28 yarders. Um, but so then Vinatieri sets the record at the time for, in that game, longest field goal. It's brutally cold. Like, it's in how field. is this the longest? Yeah. You, no one made a longer field goal in September when right. it was 84 degrees. Like he, and that field goal, like, oh yeah, your guy's been kicking here. He can't make a field goal from here. Our guy can, you know, even the fact they sent him out there again, he's kicking a brick. Doesn't matter. He, he could kick a literal brick and that field goal Coupled with the Brady throw to Branch, and then who is the Steelers' quarterback in this game? Roethlisberger. He's a rookie, and so he. Oh yeah, you're he, right. So so Rodney Harrison just reads that out. He just reads it like reads Roethlisberger, and he and he picks the pass off to the flat, and then you know Rodney Harrison holds the ball just like the loaf of bread for 50 yards. He's just and Roethlisberger who we didn't really I know how this. athletic he yeah. would become. Like he's actually a guy who could tackle you. But Harrison was like, I know you're not going to tackle me. And he just taunts him the whole way. And it was just like kind of the nail in the coffin. I mean, that game was actually not as close as 41-27. That game was over early. I don't have the good recollection of that game because I remember drinking happily as soon as Brady just, I was like, oh, we got this. Brady made that pass. It was like, but then the Steelers kind of came back near the end there. But it wasn't close. It wasn't close. Uh, Number 13. Now we're really getting to the OG games. October 2003, Pats 38, Colts 34 in Indy, goal line stand. Oh, this was Willie. We all loved Willie McGinnis. I think the 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 non Patriot fans, like the, looking from afar, they would just throw him into the Ty Law. That whole group. Willie was the guy. Willie was like replaced Andre Tippett basically as the coolest defensive player we had. He had a great name, cool number. A lot of jerseys started to trickle in the thing. And this was his defining play. Um, set up by the fact that he faked the injury to get off the field to stop the clock before they made the rule to change that. Then miraculously yeah. came back in. I feel made good. Four, I feel good. Made the fourth down stop and then ran 55 yards in a full sprint with a Typically exhausted <laughs> Patriots defense at the end of every indie game. Yeah. Like just gassed. This was... This game was like, wow, we own the Colts. 
Yeah. Because we had beaten them a couple of times, but then winning in their house, setting the tone, it's like, we own these guys. And then the playoffs, the next two. And I really wanted to live the rest of my life thinking we own the Colts. And then Manning just flipped it in like, oh, five. Well, in the last half know, of that decade, they beat us way more than we beat them. The 21 to three lead in Indy. The 06. It's funny. I was actually thinking like, I guess if you could just change one Patriot result in your lifetime, it would have to be 19 and 0. You know, you'd have to take that Super Bowl. But I don't we know. We were going to smoke I think I might the Bears. Take six. It's like that game <laughs> was so frustrating because the Giants did outplay us. Like and that and, game, and, you know, in wrestling when they have the championship belt, the Money in the Bank, where it hangs over the yeah. ring. Rex Grossman <laughs> was like, hanging over like, the the roof of that game. It's like you get to play that guy if you win this game. Uh, that was that was, that was uh, devastating. excruciating. Well, nobody wants to complain about a Patriots loss. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that four down. Wait that, till I start complaining about Tom Brady's terrible throws. The it's four, coming up. The four down. Uh, the four down stop in Indy. It's great. It's a great YouTube. It's fun to rewatch. Great. Willie's greatest. I love it. Uh, number twelve. Pat's thirty. Broncos twenty six. This was November two thousand three. More Monday. advanced metrics. Monday in Denver. Belichick takes the safety. Down 24. Down by point. 24-23. Down a point. He can either punt from his end zone down one, which means the field goal still wins it. But they were on like the one-yard line. One-yard line. Or he can punt, you know, from the 20. Credit to Al Michaels for calling it out before they did. It's like, hey, would they take the safety safety. here? Um, They do it. And and all of us are like, what the the fuck just happened? Because you're still kind of like, you're still like, well... Now you need a touchdown. Like you're, you're, you know, it's a, a field goal ties it. Uh, but then of course, well, we're Bell, giving them the ball back, which Bell, was the yeah. worst. So part. we had now we got to get the ball back. I mean, you couldn't go for it, obviously, in yeah. that situation. But uh, Belichick vindicated, as always, get the ball back somehow. Brady rolls down, thirty to twenty six final, and that was like when we were all like, "Wow, Belichick, Belichick, uh, I will follow you into but the it's depths also like, of hell." It's like, I feel like there are a lot of guys who have their philosophy, you know, whatever yeah. it is, you know, Bo Schembechler, Woody Hayes, but like Belichick, it does not have an ideology. It's what does this moment call for? And same thing with his football system. It it's does, like, oh, well, we're better throwing this year. All right, let's yep. throw the ball this year. Oh, we don't have enough linebackers this year. All right, let's run a four, two, five. He's just constantly evolving. Yeah. Just constantly That's evolving. my favorite thing about him. Whereas you look at like Phil Jackson's like triangle guys. <laughs> This worked for me 28 years ago. We're doing it. So that was a classic. And we should mention David Givens, who's one of the big yeah, winners of this podcast. Left corner of the end zone, like a 20-yarder. Um, hauls it in. He had some big catches. All right. Last one before we get to the top 10. January 2007, round two. Pats are, I think, five or six-point underdogs in San Diego. LT's doing a lot of talking. There's Charger, a lot of Charger, Charger team Super Bowl was great. Thing. That defense was physical. LT's coming off the greatest fantasy year anyone's ever had in in their lives. Remember that? It, LT single-handedly won 20 million fantasy titles that year. And uh and the Patriots have nobody. This they, might be the ultimate This is the ultimate, ultimate Belichick win. Uh other coach conspires to like Oh yeah, you was it Marsh, Marsh Marty Schottenheimer? Schottenheimer. <laughs> it, it's the first quarter. It's 4th and 11. Nate Keating is the all-pro kicker. It's sunny in San Diego. It's a 49-yarder. It's a chip shot for that guy. Right. And he goes for it on 4th and 11. <laughs> like, whose chart in the bright sunshine of San Diego? Like, 
This is not a tough decision. I remember us talking about this game going, all right, Rache Caldwell's our number one receiver. We're in San Diego. Tomlinson's having the greatest year of all time. But we have Belichick going against Marty Schottenheimer. We got this. We well, can do this. And and of course, the we the game is over. There are a couple of there are a couple of the games on this list where it's like the game is essentially this game over. was over for, for this was like the Lee Evans for a second yeah. and a half the game's over. You know Marlon McCree, I believe, uh, picks Brady off. Brady didn't play great in this game. No, Brady's and, not good. And, uh, but in his defense, Rashad Caldwell yeah. was, and Lawrence Maroney were not his a lot of separation. <laughs> not a lot ben of separation. Watson, this is not the. Uh, there, there are a lot of uh, highlights as you go to YouTube on this list where it's like. Uh, Brady under center, Maroney in the eye. <laughs> oh my God. Patrick Pass split out Oh my out God. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so, so Brady throws the game ending pick to Marlon McCree. Yeah. And the game's over. And again, Leotis McKelvin, Marlon McCree, just take a knee. Game's over. Just take a knee. And the, you know, great Patriot, all time great Patriot, receiver, punt returner, DB, Troy Brown. Puts his defensive hat on and strips McCree. And it's actually, they reminded me. Not on YouTube. That the, there is a, we used to do this when we were kids, which is like, if you, if it was, you're playing touch football and it's fourth down and you have no chance of getting a first, or it's like, you got to score basically a four place to score. Right. You could, you could actually throw the ball directly to the other team's worst player in the hopes that he would catch it. And then just take it away from him to get a new set of downs. <laughs> right. That's basically what Troy Brown did at Marlon McCree. Um, Although Marlon McCree, not the Chargers' worst player on that day, Marty Schottenheimer. So you still, you thank Marty Schottenheimer first for that game? Yes. Okay. I mean, you know, you just, they, they I mean, obviously not, not a crazy decision. They, they did give it to Ladanian, like just, just over and over, but that's a good example of, Schottenheimer, I don't think, possesses the the Belichick supercomputer to go, you know what? You know what might work today? Play action. You know, he's like, this guy's carried us. We're just going to pound him, pound it, pound it. I think they ran they ran like 90% first and 10. They just handed the ball to him. I feel like we kind of own Tomlinson. A lot of guys have owned the Patriots over the years. Tomlinson was one of those where it's, I just felt like – and the stats don't back it up. He had really good games against Bats. But I just 10 remember. years later, I'm like, ah, I've always felt I like we could beat those Tomlinson teams. A couple of times. Yeah. Like a couple of runs. I was at one of those games. Hey, our friends at Squarespace make it easy to build beautiful websites, whether you're planning to start a business, change careers, launch a creative project. Now that 2017 is more than halfway through, you should absolutely be tacking, tackling your next move with Squarespace. Widely used by all kinds of people and businesses, Squarespace gives you the ability to create an online platform with which you can make your latest goals. A reality. Do you have any goals left as a Boston sports fan? Patrice Bergeron, Hall of Fame. Okay. <laughs> Raphael Devers becoming the next pool right. host. Uh, <laughs> wow. We had a whole. I, I was just trying to come up with the double A, the guy who made the jump from from mid to low minors. Dude, we to went Hall on a fame. Devers Pujols text thread. And that, the Devers. Let's like, destroy that. Yeah, I don't want to hurt his career. Whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, it's all included in your Squarespace website. A unique domain experience that is fully transparent, simple to set up, add and arrange your content and features with the click of a mouse. Nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. You should get a Squarespace. What you should have a Squarespace website where you just put your crazy Boston complaints 
guy's still complaining. How is it possible? The best ever. The best ever was when you were complaining about Brady's deep balls for like yeah, three like, years. This is this is the worst duck boat parade yet. This duck boat parade is so slow. Um, well, you should have. You got another live read. I'm almost done with this okay, one. Okay, Squarespace is award-winning 24-7 customer support. will help you no matter how hard or easy your problem may be. Start a free trial at squarespace.com. Use offer code BS. You get 10% off your first purchase plus a free domain. You could have henchbostoncomplaints.com. You just grab that. Again, squarespace.com. Offer code BS. Squarespace. Make your next move. Make your next you, website. You should offer... Uh, you could maybe tack this onto the top of this podcast. If somebody yeah. can establish that they're a Jets fan or a Dolphins fan or, you know, basically any other team's fan who made it all the way through this podcast, they should get should something get from Miller Light or Squarespace or That's Zeal. Like, it's just well, like none of them will if, make it. If you, I can't imagine. Why would they? This would this podcast. No, I think the Jets fans are all listening to this with deep, deep, deep hate. This podcast for a non-Patriots fan would be like Bubba saying, hey, Hillary, I, I'm just Let's watch the election returns again. <laughs> it's good Top times. 10. Top 10 time. Woo! December 2007, week 17. Pats 38, Giants 35. 16-0. <laughs> The best thing about this game, for me, the the Giants are giving us a great fight. It's in Giant Stadium. There's a lot of Giants. They really want to stop the streak. There's a big stakes. It's I think it was a Sunday night. It was a night game for was sure. It, or Saturday night. Saturday night. And Brady hits Moss. Unbelievable. Brady, Brady hits Moss and Moss drops it. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Deep pass. We're going to take the lead. Moss is going to get the record for touchdowns of the season. All of it's going to happen, and he drops it. Next play, same fucking play, <laughs> but Moss is running somehow five miles an hour faster. He's open by 10 yards. Brady hits him in stride, breaks the record. Pats win the game. That was my favorite moment of that season. Well, I mean, again, we're if we had – I feel like if we had won – if we'd lost that game or the Ravens game – and gone 15 and one and won the Super Bowl, we'd have been like, ah, that was okay. It was an okay season. Like, that's how crazy we were <laughs> well, at that point. We were like, we have to run the table. Well, but a lot of that was driven by Spygate and the Patriots. Yeah, no. And we had never really felt the dagger of, uh, of, of anti Patriots, really anti Boston stuff since the, the mid 80s with the Bird teams. Where the entire country was like, we hate you. We want you to lose. It was like, wow, well, you hate this us? podcast okay, will we'll solve all that. <laughs> but uh, there's, there's some great YouTube stuff of uh, of people in the stands filming that Moss thing. And there's one, there's one, somebody deep in the, on the high up and in, in whatever the stadium was called back then. And you just see Moss, who's like a gazelle. I've never seen in person. I've never. I, I mean, I'm sure there's been other receivers kind of like that. I, I, I'm sure Rice was He's like built that like a lot. Usain Bolt, like those strides. It was are Usain so Bolt. Long. There was nobody like Moss. Just separating. Tate, you're unbiased. Yeah. Was there anyone like Moss? No. Okay. All right. Number nine. AFC title game, January 2004. Pats 24, Colts 14. My notes for this were a Foxborough bad weather physical fuck you Manning game. That we watched much sums that it up. one together. We watched both yeah. those games together. The Colts uh, in the in the bad weather. The Pats this, defense that year that was like Kaida Bruski. Well, that game, Ty Law, the stat Willie. from that game is uh, Ty Law and Marvin Harrison both caught three balls. 
Wow. <laughs> That's just like he shut him down. He had three picks. Harrison had three catches. And that game, I never heard of it. I mean, whatever. Maybe this happens all the time. This is that level of three dimensional chess. Rodney Harrison and Ty Law were like so elite at what they did. And a big part of Manning's game, I guess any quarterback's name is you come up to the line of scrimmage and you see what they're showing you. And then, you know, where you're going, basically, based on matchups, you're like, OK, that guy can't cover that guy or that guy's doubled or they're in a zone or whatever. The the quarterback who can read in real time what's happening uh, on the field um, much like the way Tracy Porter read what the Colts were doing in the Saints Colts Super Bowl and yeah. picked off Manning. I just want to get that in, you know, in case any Colts fans are still listening. <laughs> Pick six. Um, but uh, Rodney Harrison and Ty Law did this game in that in that where where Rodney Harrison and Ty Law, Harrison would play corner and Ty Law would play safety. They would flop. It's just called flopping so that when you come up, you're like, well, I know Rodney Harrison's a safety. But he's what's he doing? You know, it's just yeah. like to F with the quarterback's mind. And it worked, you know, and I mean, and that this those bad weather, that was sort of the dawn of the Manning face. Right. He was yeah. just so overwhelmed by the defense. What and was the, the weather that the fans were chanting? Cut that meat at him. <laughs> It was either that or the, he did that commercial with the cut that meat, and then the fans were chanting it at the end of the game. I think that one might be coming up, but yeah, that was but like those games were really it's a great defense. Oh, that defense! And the, the skill position guys were not there yet. I don't even who was the running back in in the, that second Super Bowl season. Was it Antoine still, Smith? Still. Was it still Antoine, Antoine Smith? Smith? Yeah, I think he can't like even eighty three yards rushing against. I think the there Panthers. was a lot of Kevin Falk that year. Kevin oh, yeah, Falk right. is all over these highlights. Like yeah. you forget how incredible that guy was because he was never the number one back. That was the thing. Like Troy Brown invented what that slot receiver position would look like with Brady. Kevin Falk invented the third down back. And then you go all the way through to that Falcon Super Bowl and it's like Edelman's in the Troy Brown spot. James uh, White. James White's in the Be- Fox spot. Yeah, it's D- basically D- the D- same Lewis. model. Yeah. Um, all right. Number eight. 2002, January, AFC title game. Pats 24, Steelers 17. Pats were huge underdogs. Double digits. Pittsburgh had planned their Super Bowl trip already. Cordell Stewart. I picked the Pats to win. I was not sold on Cordell Stewart. I felt like the Pats team was special. I was probably being a homer too. But uh, this is either the Bledsoe game or the Troy Brown game. What what would you say it's first? Well, uh, I mean, 1 and 1A, but Troy Brown... Has the punt return for a touchdown, which I, mean, I don't know if you've heard Dave Damashek has some opinion, opinions about this play. About, uh, oh, because they, yeah, they, they, they move the ball to the other yeah, hash they, mark. Right. I guess, yeah. It's like, they were, ah, we would have kicked it away from him. Right. But um, it's a really weird punt return, too. It's like he catches it at like midfield and just kind of He dances. never gets up and, to speed. Yeah, he's, like, nobody touches jogs, him. You know? Yeah. But so he has the punt return for a touchdown. And then he also has the crazy. Blocks, lateral. A, blocks a field goal. He laterals to he Antoine Harris. Goal too. It's like, I mean, it's so spur yeah. of the moment. So he basically counted for two special teams touchdowns. Yep. So even though, you know, that's a, that's another game where the offense mustered one touchdown and special teams mustered two so touchdowns. So Brady gets hurt in a low hit. Yeah. And uh, Bledsoe um, comes an in. incredibly vicious low hit. I don't know if, um, if, if Steelers fans are familiar with this, but sometimes a Steeler will go in low on a quarterback and, right. and, and obliterate them in a playoff game. Um, and so Larry Flowers, I think, was the guy's name who hit Brady somewhere between his knee and his ankle. Um, 
And not so, as bad as Kimo Von Ohoffen. I mean, you know, eh, whatever. You know, I'll let Damashek decide. But um, so Brady is trying to walk it off, trying to stay in the game. Obviously, sixth round draft pick. I'm never coming out, but he can't. He literally can't play. Bledsoe comes in. On David Patton had not caught a pass in that game. He hits Patton three in a row. They're all unbelievable throws. They literally might be the best three throws of his career. Comes like, in cold. Cold. He runs out there. Bang, bang, bang. Hits Hold on. Let, the, one thing about this. We all feel guilty during this Pats run because Bledsoe, who got hurt, almost dies, basically. Almost bleeds to death. Brady comes in, takes his job. October, November turned into Brady or Bledsoe, Brady or Bledsoe. I'm living in Boston that year. It was all anyone talked about. Brady or Bledsoe. All of us who were smart were in the we can't take out Brady where he's winning. We can't take this guy out. Feel bad about Bledsoe. He's this guy they just gave him this $100 million contract to. Number one pick in 93. And pretty good. Like, and, a, and a good football no, no player. Reason for us, we no reason for us to be mad at him. And we're know. basically like, thanks for everything, Drew. We have our new guy now. The fact that he was able to come in and save this game was a great wrinkle to this season. Absolutely. It really was. It was I was so happy for him. And by the way, he wasn't that great after that first drive. If you watch, no, that game's a heart attack after he, he throws. I think they drop or touch like five passes of his. Oh, but Chris Brown, again, Steelers kicker, the blocked field goal is like a 34 yarder. Like it's like, again, another kicker on the on right. the Cundiff, Olindo Mari, Catanazaro <laughs> list of like, you can't get that thing up. Like, oh, yeah. how's that getting blocked? Can't chip that. Uh, number seven. Round two, January 2005, Pats 20, Colts three. I wrote down three-point dogs. We were three-point dogs at home, which was just incredible. Uh, bad weather. So their point total matched. They they only scored as much as they were favored by. Bad, <laughs> bad weather. And Manning felt like Manning got broken in this game. Oh. Turns out we were all wrong. He did not get broken. But uh, just an ass kicking. And there was a lot of like... We're not, we don't have a lot of respect. Nobody believes in us with this Pats team, which is crazy because it was the third Super Bowl season, but it was effective. It was great for this team. Really? Manning's favorite? Oh, and that was perfect. I'm so glad that the Colts were favored. We, in that we game. probably should have a, a, you know, Richard Seymour mention, like just how much we loved watching that, that guy play. <laughs> like just caving in. Yeah. Whatever, however many guys they blocked him with, that portion of the line just got caved in on every play. <laughs> <laughs> he was a beast that season. And, and you know, I mean, that was a great defense. Belichick had to time it with every guy. You know, every guy he he let go. Um, Seymour was pretty good on the Raiders. Like he, was a, he wasn't great, but like you know, of the list of guys, you know, the Titans signed Givens. I mean, Branch in Seattle. Like it's it's a shocking. Laura Malloy in Atlanta. Like it's a shocking list of no one a, ever did anything. But Seymour was still good. <laughs> it was a defensible trade because the Raiders were so incompetent at the time. And we were like, whoa, we traded Richard Seymour. And then I was like, we get the Raiders well, first pick. <laughs> we're not going to see them. Yeah. <laughs> whoa. Okay. Uh, yeah. And that was um, one of those two games was the cut that me game. All right. Top six. I probably put this one too high, but it is my second favorite home game on this list. And I don't know. January, 2015 round two, Pats 35 Ravens 31. Oh, huge home comeback. Edelman. That is not too high, by the way. Okay, good. <laughs> Edelman. I could see the look in your eye. You were really worried that you'd put it too high. I remember <laughs> you got me psyched out after I put the Super Bowl 20, Super Bowl 39, number 20. It's only 14 spots higher than a Super Bowl win. <laughs> Um, I remember 
we having this discussion with you because we're both psychotic. Edelman was a college quarterback. They would always mention it. And they never ran a pass for Edelman. And you, you'd run out of things to complain about at this point. We're like, they always talk about how Edelman's a college quarterback. Belichick's such a stubborn asshole. He'll never run a pass for him. And he's just saving it. He's like, I'm. this isn't my fire extinguisher case. I'm going to break this in case of emergency. And this was the emergency. Well, in the Do Your Job it's a perfect pass documentary. Do Your Job, which, which is I, the I godfather, highly, too, of sports documentaries. I highly recommend. <laughs> Shocking recommendation. Um <laughs> I believe it was David Givens. Like the Patriots had run a wide receiver pass back in like 03. Yeah. And it got picked off. And then Belichick like broke a clipboard and said, as long as I'm the coach of this team, Tom Brady's the only guy who's ever going to throw a pass. Like it was like a, it was a rare like moment of Belichick where the staff went, uh, okay guys, I don't want to hear Take anybody the playbook. <laughs> don't yeah. pitch any of these ideas. And then it was literally that year. 12 years later, whatever, uh, Josh McDaniels kind of tiptoes up to Belichick in training camp and says, I watch Edelman fucking around and he can throw the ball. Can we put this play in? And then Belichick gives him permission and they have it in that Kansas City Chiefs crucifixion where that started the is Brady done week four. It was it was in the package and they were going to run it. And there's great video in that documentary of Amendola waving it off because they must have been in a zone because then the the misdirection won't work. And so actually Brady throws a touchdown on the play anyway, I believe to Brandon LaFell. But so the play is still available. No one's seen it. Now, this game is the ultimate Belichick game in terms of the Ravens are better destroying the psyche of the other coach. Har- it would have been more fun if it was Jim Harbaugh, obviously, but John Harbaugh breaks in this game when when Belichick goes to the unbalanced line. Oh, Vereen yeah. as an ineligible receiver, tackles lined up in the slot. Like it's just this crazy Picasso painting. Like there's no like and, and Harbaugh's just running on the field screaming, getting a 15-yard penalty during it, which is very helpful. Helped us overcome the second of the two 14 point deficits. You know, for- the big obstacles in this game were the Ravens, for whatever reason, our nemesis during this run, just were like, oh, we're playing in Foxborough. It's like a home game for us. Flacco turned into a combination of like 1969 Joe Namath, um, Peyton Manning in 2000. Like he was just always good against the Pats. And you know, this Pats team had it. It wasn't that great of a Pats team. Terrell Suggs is going to love this podcast, by the way. <laughs> this Pats team fell behind 14 in round two and 10 in the Super Bowl in the fourth quarter. I mean, it, oh. was, it wasn't a dominant team. But um, uh, one thing that I wanted to mention from this game that I love that's I remember writing about and is online and it's great. For some, I don't remember when it started, but the Pats would sing that Your Love song by the outfield, the fans, <laughs> at these key moments of the game. And it became a thing. And in this game, there's a fourth and three. Fourth and three. Ravens for the season. Timeout. And the entire <laughs> the entire stadium is rocking Your Love by the outfield. It's on YouTube. It's incredible. And, uh, it's awesome. And, they, and they're doing the whole song. And then it leads right up to the fourth and three and incomplete well, game over. Well, there's another great moment. Because McDaniels knows, like, it's a kitchen sink game. We're probably going to throw everything we have yeah. at this team. Because, I don't think they thought they were better. And and so he he goes up to Edelman uh, and says, hey, do I have to give you a heads up for the double pass? Like, how, Do you need time you, to mentally prepare to, for you know, it? Yeah. Like, and, and Edelman just has a classic, like, 
I'm Julian fucking Edelman. What do you right. think? I'm like, just call the play coach. Yeah. Like, he's like, no, I don't need a heads up. I know the play. We practiced it. Like he's so prepared. And so just, you know, he just throws it out there. And then it was, it was a perfect play. I mean, everybody's Edelman's like doing I, their job. <laughs> Amendola. Edelman's like, I'm on 14 painkillers right now. I've been concussed I don't five even times. Know like, your just, name. just, 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 who are you? Stop just talking to me. Do the throwing motion yeah. at me. Uh, what a game. My, my second favorite game. And one of game. two games on this list where I watched the first half and second half at different locations. To mix the it up. The first half. Uh, was at um, our fantasy football banquet yeah. <laughs> at Shakey's. And then I escaped and and had to get into a, a, an isolated zone of silence for mm. the second half comeback. Top five. Number five, Super Bowl 38. Pats 32, Panthers 29, February 2004. A horrible game for 28 minutes and then became like one of the most exciting football games of all time. And now is just remembered as the Janet Jackson nipple game. But- and nobody even, this game's never discussed. This is such an insane football game that like. It's insane. It's so insane. And and Rodney, but our entire secondary ends the game in slings. Like we wouldn't yeah. have been able to play in overtime. We had no, everyone got hurt. Like Harrison got hurt. I think Eugene Wilson got hurt. Harrison's arms broken. He's, he's celebrating in a sling. I went to this game and I'm like, I don't, I remember there was one guy out there on D back and I was like, I'm top percentile of Pats fans. I don't know who number whatever <laughs> it is. They, I don't know who that guy is. Him, just signed him. But the, so this is a game, like the great thing about being Patriot fans is we, we all have a, uh, 10 indefensible Brady throws at the tip of our tongue. Like, we're like, this, I think, is the number one worst throw of his career. Throw, like, they're up 21 16 and driving. With like seven minutes and, left. And it's like, they, like they're, you know, obviously a touchdown kind of puts it away. Field goal makes it eight. And it's, I mean, sadly, he did it again in another game that we're about to get to. If you're in the red zone and you, None of your first reads are open. You either need to whip that ball through the goalposts or throw it hard somewhere. There are no floaters. You can't throw a floater in the end zone. Tate, how do you feel about this Tom Brady complaining part of the podcast? <laughs> Tate's Come just on, Brady. In, Come on, 12. Tate Get your shit together, 12. <laughs> I, think, I think Brady has said this is the worst throw of his oh career. Oh, my God. It is a floater to Reggie it, Howard. It could have cost us a Super and Bowl. then, I don't know if it was the first play or the second the play, the Moose and Muhammad 85-yard yeah. touchdown, yeah. and suddenly we're losing. We're, we're like, we were just about to go up by 12. We're losing. That was actually more traumatic to me than uh, seeing a woman's nipple. <laughs> See, I had recovered. We didn't know at the game. We didn't. We didn't have Twitter at that point. We, I don't. We barely had texting. We didn't know like this whole, this whole calamity had happened with her nipple. We were just like, "Hey, is this game going to get better?" We, yeah, we didn't know that television would be changed. That you'd have to sign a release to do any interview. Right. But uh, a couple crazy things happened in that game. Vinatieri misses two short field goals. One's blocked, but he shanks a, like a 31-yarder. Yeah. So the the winner was by no means a given. Um, arguably terrible offensive pass interference call on the last on the winning drive on Troy Brown to make it first and twenty. And you think, how many first and twenties do you convert? Like that's that that game's looking like overtime, and we have no secondary. You got to mention the John Casey. And kick. then and then, so the reason they start the drive at, at the forty is the John Casey shank. Twenty nine, twenty nine. Panthers tie it. 
John Casey kickoff. shanks the kickoff. That week at the Super Bowl week in Houston, Cousin Sal did a bit with John Casey and John, he pretended to be John Casey. And these foreign journalists were interviewing him. John Casey got mad, shut it down. It was the curse of Cousin C- Sal. Curse of Cousin Sal. Do you know that story? It Casey kicks the ball out of bounds. Suddenly we have it at the 40. It wasn't like we had good kick returners either. We would have been at the start at the 18. They're Brady like, brings him down. Vinatieri read through the uprights. And we have now won. three. Deion Branch for 17 yards. I'm pretty sure at this point, nobody had won the Super Bowl with like at the buzzer, basically. And then the Pats did it twice in three years, right? <laughs> Vinatieri was the first one. By the way, they gave us it like an extra two seconds because the ball's through and, and the Rams uh, game. But, I don't yeah. know. Tate will check this, but. Was it was Jim O'Brien Super Bowl five at the buzzer? We'll find out in a second. Maybe. All right. Uh anyway, that was number four. Number number that was number five. Number four, January two thousand two. Pat sixteen, Raiders thirteen. Um a lot of the country for some reason, I don't understand why I calls it the tuck rule game. I always called it the snow game. <laughs> Uh, one of my big regrets in life as a sports fan is I had tickets to this game with uh, my friend Sully and the snow was so bad that we decided oh. not to go and watched it at home with my fiance and my dad at my dad's house. And it was a game the Patriots have lost my entire life leading to that point and somehow they won it and it was crazy. And Brady and was incredible in this game. Brady, was incredible numbers. Wiggins, you know, incredible. Like 80 yards in the second half in OT. Jermaine, he's throwing to Jermaine Wiggins, David Patton, uh, Kevin Falk. By the way, on it's, the it's play, on the on the fumble, incomplete pass, tuck rule, whatever. Charles Woodson does hit Brady in the helmet, like he, he slaps him, in the, him in the head. Like nails it's like that would head. definitely get called today. It's like so obvious, like he hits him in the head, and like that's never mentioned. I will say, all right, but that kick. Like again, not the fir- the physically first possible. Yeah, the first kick, which is on. There's a great YouTube clip of it. Somebody took in the stands. It's a blizzard. There's no footing at all. He kicks it. It doesn't get higher than three feet, even though it's going over guys who are six feet. Somehow, it almost like navigates through helmets and arms. And uh, I don't know how he made it. I still can't believe he made it. Fifteen, sixteen years later. No, I mean it. Literally, be like. It was like holding out a, a, a 230 yard three iron. Like it was like it was insane. It was like there was no physical way. Like he had to calculate um, if it goes above this trajectory at any point, it'll be short. Like it has to be as low. It has to just skim over. So be our second Sully Sullenberger reference. Right. Like it has to the physics of it were so impossible. It has to be done exactly this way for it to reach. Basically, two other factors in play here. Last game ever for uh, for Foxborough Stadium. Again, it's a blizzard. We are coming off. A 16-year run, starting with Len Bias overdosing on cocaine in the summer of 86, where just one terrible thing after another happening in Boston sports. By the late 90s, people are calling Boston loser town. Bird's back goes out. Cam Neely's knee. um, The 86 World Series. like It just goes on and on. And the self-loathing and the lack of belief in our teams was at the all-time, 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 all-time low. And then this tuck roll thing happens, which I don't feel bad about it because we remember Sugar Bear you, Hamilton you in 76. You don't look like you feel bad. You don't, I don't look feel like bad you feel at all. Bad. Yeah. And here's why. Rough in the past. The rough in the past Sugar. is Sugar Bear Hamilton, third and 17 in Oakland, 1976. We're about to win. Incomplete. 
and they call this bogus pass interference. It leads to the Raiders beating rough in the passer. The first Patriots team that I truly loved, legitimate Patriots. And this was God saying, you know what? I still feel bad about that call. I'm going to do this bonus. Spin the universe on its axis. I don't feel good about the way I I never liked the rule, and I think they got rid of it. Woodson clearly, you know that it, it was a fumble. Well, no one ever he took advantage. To throw my, my loophole that no one ever took advantage of was you could you nobody ever brought it up. Once you brought it up, until you you tucked it, it would if you fumbled, it was considered a forward pass. Yeah, so no one ever just ran around with it like I'm passing. <laughs> I am passing, technically passing. Right. If I fumble, it's, it's an incomplete pass. Brady, uh, Brady was awesome in this game. This is a great rewatch. It's it's one of the best snow playoff games just in general, and then has this crazy ending. And we should mention because the Raider fans complain about this all the time. They had a second and two. This second and two, two more yards, the game's over. They had the ball, they had the lead in regulation. Charlie Garner runs for eight. They gave it to him two more times. He gets stuffed both times. Two yards, the game's over. They didn't close it. That was another fortuitous break. But for the they made a few just in a few short years after this game, Jamarcus Russell will be there to save the franchise. And the, change, change Raiders history forever. The, the Pats fans are throwing snowballs and glee at each other. I mean, it was just the best home game in the history of the franchise and the day that it was the Robert Steele of Pats games, basically. All right, top three. So I can't believe this is number three. <laughs> Super Bowl forty nine. Pats 28, Seahawks 24. Um, the gate's going on. We don't think, we feel like the 2007 Giants have flipped the script that the Patriots can't win another one. It's not, it's not been 11 years since the last one. Um, the helmet catch is reenacted by Javon, Jermaine, Cur- Javon, Javon, Jermaine, Cur- Curse. Jermaine Curse. The helmet catch is reenacted. Malcolm Butler makes an incredible tackle. On it after to covering save the, game. the play perfectly, like, it. so, somehow he's the only yeah. one who realizes Curse is still alive, knocks him out of bounds, and uh, and it all happened so fast. And we're watching, going, Oh my god, the helmet catch just happened! And the announcers are talking about it, they're frantically finding the helmet catch footage. Somehow, Dante Hightower stops Marshawn Lynch with like one hand, the greatest, from behind the him. most <laughs> underrated tackles. tackle of all time, <laughs> he's running into the end zone, physically impossible. They stop him to keep the beast out of the end zone. We're watching. We're not together, but I'm sure both of us are screaming, "Call timeout! Call timeout! Why aren't we calling timeout? Call timeout! What's happening? Please call it's timeout! Happening. Does Belichick know we have timeouts left? Oh man! And then all of a sudden, uh, Malcolm Butler is. Picking off a high speed pass from like four yards away. It's I don't know so how he caught crazy. it. And he's dropped forty interceptions yeah. since. And he's you know, we've joked in subsequent years about like he had literally the only catch of his career. Like he can't catch the ball. And he gets hit pretty hard by yeah. Lock Lockett. Uh um It was a terrible play. It was a terrible pass. I'm so glad they passed. I can't believe we won that game. No, I mean, you could have, you could even knowing the result, you could give yourself a nightmare right now thinking about Russell Wilson rolling out. What what would you do? Like, there's no way they don't score if he rolls right. He at least throws it out of bounds. He's so fast. Like, he would just do the Vince Young against USC. Like, he'd be like, either that guy's open or I'm going to run to the pylon. That, like, they, they came up with a play that we might actually be able to defend. And Brand, Brandon Browner jamming the line, like just jamming. Brandon Browner somehow not getting a pass interference in this game, which jamming. is one of the biggest upsets in Pat's history. Just jamming. I remember the, guy. At the end of the first it's, half, we, uh, end of the first half, we played great. 
and then they gave up this garbage fast food microwave touchdown drive to Wilson at the tail end of the first half. And we go into halftime. Chris Matthews. We're like, what just happened? How did we just give up seven points? Um, And it looked like by the end of the third quarter, it was like, we're we're kind of screwed. We're going to get killed. Like, I mean, the thing about that Seattle defense was like, it was like, the Seattle defense is unbeatable. They they just humiliated Peyton Manning the year before. Yeah. And this is going to be it. This is could potentially be bad. And then it's like we outplayed them. And then they got the touchdown at the end of the half. Then the wheels came off. And it's like Brady's throwing bad picks. And wasn't playing and, well. And we're down double digits. And it felt like when we were down 10 in the fourth, it it felt a lot more likely that we were going to lose by 20 than that we were going to win. Like it definitely Brady had the two straight really great old school classic Brady drives. 13 for 15. Really started with the Edelman pass where there's like we're 99% sure Edelman got concussed. Yeah. <laughs> it's like third and 17 and he just gets racked and afterwards he's crying oh and it's like he clearly had a concussion and I we didn't that. realize I, that at the time. I, mean, you know, I, I, I love that, that guy, guy so much. And then much. they run the same play twice, the little in, yeah, out, the in jerk, the, the jerk route. You're a jerk. Incredible um, game. I still can't believe they won that game. That, that game. I mean, and then also the way at the very end, like, you know, Seattle lost it. Guys getting ejected. Bruce Irvin oh, yeah, and Michael Bennett freaking out. Gronk, of course, throwing punches because he's Gronk. We Chris were... Collinsworth going, what are you throwing punt? You're going to win the Super Bowl. Right. Gronk's like, oh, I'm Gronk. You know, what am I going to do? And we should just to gloss over very quickly. This was about two, three weeks after the Flakegate. This is Collinsworth during the game going with nine minutes left as we're trying to win the Super Bowl. He's like, I looked in Tom's eyes. I told him, Tom. Did you do this? Like people, people are like, these guys are crooks. These are the worst people on the earth. And meanwhile, the flake eight, 17, be garbage. 17, seven at the half against the Colts with the uh, cheating balls, 28, nothing the rest of the yeah. game with the no, real balls. We're not going to talk yeah. about the flake okay. eight. All right. Second on the list. Super Bowl 36, February, 2002, Pats 20, Rams 17. The first one. I still remember... Ty Law running down the side. Or was it to Bucky Jones or Ty Law? Ty Law with the pick six. But to Bucky, what did it was to Bucky Jones who had the pass interference? To Bucky Jones, I mean, who was the guy who tackled Marshall Falk? It was Willie tackled Marshall Falk? Yeah. So Rams are Rams. First of all, we go into halftime. We're up fourteen to three, and, and hitting to Bucky Jones was hitting so hard. Otis Smith, like those guys, played out of their minds this whole week. The Rams are playing in their Super Bowl. They're 14 point favorites. favorites. Greatest show this on is, turf. We have no offense. Brady's hurt. It's, it's a mismatch and it's a coronation. We throw a couple haymakers. We're up 14, three going into halftime. U two comes out, sings beautiful day. And I was like, wow, this is, this is a moment. <laughs> I'm in the end zone and, uh, comes out. We're doing really well in the second half. Get the big pick. Ty Law running down the sidelines. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Everyone's celebrating. Oh, flag on the play. Rams score. Rams score again. Yeah. Now it's going to overtime. And it's actually, there's a moment there where it's like, why are we throwing? So I think Madden says on the telecast, like, they're making a mistake. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, this is crazy. They should be taking this to overtime. And J.R. Redmond, we get not the, getting out of bounds. Yeah. So we get the greatest spot ever on the J.R. Redmond who, Gets tackled inbounds, but they stay out of clock. And then Troy Brown, for some reason, the only guy who could hurt them is wide open over the middle of the field to basically set up the field goal. Vinatieri kicked it on my end zone, and 
Snow Angels. Probably the happiest sports moment. Lonnie Paxton. My my happiest in-person sports moment in my that, life. That was, and I, it's so funny, like this speaks to my disease, but I had to watch that game completely alone, completely by myself. Yeah. We had a, a fr- terrible history. At a friend's house who was going to a Super Bowl party. He's like, you can just watch. My house will be empty. You yeah. can watch. Uh, and that was the greatest sporting event of my life. Up in, until that point, like that was I the the scope of the upset, the way it ended, and I mean, you know, the history of Patriot losses and ways we had lost, and it was just un. I couldn't. I was like even thinking back, like I was, I was like in a daze. I couldn't believe that we had won the Super Bowl. We were the black sheep. The Pats were the black sheep of the Boston, but. But also, like, the way people regard the Browns now, that was kind of the Patriots in the 80s and 90s. The team almost moved twice. Rod Ross, Dick McPherson. cocaine like, scandal. Just, the best player in the history was the left guard. And it's um, like, you know, I mean, it's funny because it I loved football. not a fun football. franchise to root for. You know, I loved football so much. Like, so it's like, of course, like, when you look at your four teams, like, Bird makes you love basketball. Like, your love of individual sports is kind of based on like, do you have a chance to win? We Are you Bobby good? Orr kids. Is there somebody yeah. you can root for? Yeah. And it's like the Patriots were like, God, I love football so much. If we were ever good at this sport, yeah. it would be so awesome. And this, I remember when I discovered gambling and fantasy football, gambling 89 when we were one in 15 fantasy football the following year, I think. And it was like, wow, this is great. I love football. I'm so glad I have a way to enjoy that love that doesn't involve watching the Patriots lose in Miami twice and go three and 13. Amazing. Uh, the and there'd la- be no way to top that. No way. That, or so we thought. I can't so believe thought. that's number two. Oh my God. But number one, Pats 34, Falcons 28, February, 2017, the fifth Super Bowl. Um, Brady's vindication, the greatest football comeback of all time, 28 to three. I watched the game. I've watched it a couple times yeah, this year. I've I've watched it more There's than I care to admit. There's probably 17 plays that if the play goes the other way, we lose the game. It's almost like watching somebody win 17 straight blackjack hands and just keep pushing the chips into the middle. And no, it's like the Vinatieri's- Julio Jones catch is still the greatest. I think the greatest in-game clutch catch I've ever seen in my life. And Eric Rowe, who I just been screaming about all year, he just yeah. never did anything right in my mind. Played it perfectly. Just played it perfectly. Like, okay, there's no physical way for a human being to make this catch. And you he's talk so about covered. Right. And he still made it. And you talked about how much luck we had with the other teams during this 16 year run. And that at, right after that catch is the is yet another coach on the Belichick out coached list. Um Dan Quinn. Is that yeah. His name? Uh you know, and it's funny because, you know, so much has been made of the the second and 11. So you lose a yard on first down and then it's like, OK, second and 11. And then for some reason, Kyle Shanahan gets he just gets the brunt of it. Like the offensive coordinator, just like they just decide someone's going to get crushed. And it's like, OK, the play, you know, now I always make the case the plays go through the head coach's headset like Pete Carroll could go. Right. Are you kidding? Yeah. Hand it off, you know, that, that he's the head coach, you know, uh, the, the coordinator can't go. No, we are going to go for it on fourth. Like that there are ultimately it lies with the head coach. So while his offensive coordinator was getting crushed for the second and 11 call, it might've been nice if, if the head coach had taken a little heat off of him, 
But so I say there's like there's shared negligence among four people. Matt Ryan. Obviously, you can't take a sack. Like, does that not have to be said? Like, well, not not just the sack part, but I watched that game and he gave us an extra minute just by not hiking the ball with two seconds left. He he hiked the ball a couple times with like seventeen seconds on the clock. He locks on that second eleven. Like he locks on to his guy. He's not going through his progressions. Like the moment maybe gets a little too big for Matty Ice. I think Um, it got a little too big. So understandable. so, So it's like okay, the coordinator called the play. Uh. The head coach said, "Okay, that's cool. We've been aggressive all year. Fine. I'm not. I'm not going to choose now. And I get it. Choose. You know, this is what we do. Quarterback obviously can't take a sack. Obviously can't take a sack. And the center who was playing on a bum ankle, he just gets whipped on the play. Like he just yeah. gets whipped. Like you, he did not. Bum ankle is broken. Yeah. So is that what you're calling a bum ankle now? They broke your ankle. ankle. It's broken. All right. Well, get out there, buddy. And is it Flower? Who? Who? Was that? Alex Mack. Uh, yeah, Alex Alex who gets the sack? Flowers? Uh, who, I mean, it's all one of the it's still 47. I need to watch it five more times. 47 linebackers that played great for us in the well, season. Well, Hightower made, made the hit on Matt Ryan, which was the, the Russian is cut moment of that game. Yeah, that that, that was the pre, one of the previous drives. That turned it around. Brady, Brady had, I mean, Brady, the Ravens game in 2015, the Seahawks game in the Super Bowl in this game were the three greatest performances of his career, all happening in his late 30s. And and the throws... He was unbelievable. The throws he starts game. making, like, they're so casual by the end. Like, he's throwing the ball, like, those outs to Hogan and Amendola. Like, it's just, outs, yeah. just precise precision. And then, I mean, in terms of the ultimate exorcism of all the demons, greatest of all time, there's nothing left for us to have... A helmet catch, a curse catch. Like we had our own version of what just catch. happened. The Edelman catch, like <laughs> it's not, it's almost more ridiculous than the helmet catch. The no, the amount, <laughs> like the, the, and so it's just kind of, and then, and then there's, you know, it goes, by the way, the fact that you have to get both two point conversions, there's so many moments in that comeback. Well, we got three in all, right? And it, it, it's just, were there three two-point conversions? I just remember the last two. It's a blur. It's a been. blur of James White, 14 receptions. By and the then way, you have poor Martellus Bennett who almost catches the touchdown and gets gets PI'd. He would have been like the all-time hero, the overtime touchdown catch to win the Super Bowl. But um, uh, so, so the Falcons melted down. Well, and then there's this great moment when, you, you know, you see, you, we've all been on the – every sports fan has been on that side of it where it's like you're like, oh – we're not going to see their punter again in this game. Like there just is a, there's a rolling Brady's in a rhythm. They're going to score. There's just nothing we can do. And at the overtime coin toss, the Patriots win the toss and Matt Ryan, it was like, he almost took his Jersey off. Like it was like his body language was like, well, that's it for me. I should I just go do my post game? Like I'm done. Like there was no sense of like, we got this. You guys just get a stop three and out. And we'll uh, and then I'll take over. It was kind of like, oh, we lost the toss. Well, it's just be a few minutes from now. I think they were like, you watch the NFL film stuff of it, and the coach is like, keep attacking, keep attacking. That's who we are. And you know, ninety nine percent of the time that works. But in this game, we really couldn't stop their run game at all. And uh, I, it's amazing. I have no idea how they win this game. Again, I think mathematically, if you play this game, mathematically, the you know the ninety nine percent win win. Yeah, this is if you play it a thousand times. I think the Falcons win like nine hundred ninety seven versions of it. 
when they're up 28-3. It's impossible. And, you know, I will say, though, I never I never gave up. I talked about this This is the second game on the list. I was doing the math the whole time. I watched it to two different locations at halftime. I had to leave the Super Bowl party I was at. 28-9, I remember I was watching with my dad and my nephew and and my kids, actually, and my wife. And we changed all the seats at halftime. And then 28-9, I remember doing the math. I was like, all right. It's 19 points. That's two touchdowns and and uh two two points and a field goal. We got this. So I sent you that this, you know, that this would be a good capper to this ridiculous top 25, but that somebody somebody at WEI was like um Russell Westbrook won MVP shooting 43%. Yeah. Uh Tom Brady's career, he has a higher percentage chance of going to the Super Bowl at the beginning of the season. Right. It's like wow. Wow, he's he he yeah, goes to the Super again. Bowl. Uh, so obviously, uh, greatest coach of all time in any sport. I mean, I, John Wooden had Lou Alcindor and and Bill Walton. Like you know, if there was a if there was a salary cap in college basketball, like the, what would those guys' what if salaries have been in in college <laughs> basketball? Right, he had the best team. Like of course, of course, he's winning championships. What Belichick has done in a hard cap league. Um, for this sustained amount of time when everyone else is burning out, right? You hear about it. Every other coach, it's a three out. year, four yeah. year burnout, run. burnout, burnout. And this guy is just so good at his job. You never hear about burnout. And by the way, that Ravens game, number six, I think on the list, you know, in the do your job documentary, he saw, um, he saw two, he watched two games cause that's what he does when he goes home. He watches football. Yeah. He saw, he saw a Titans Jets game where the Titans, instead of doing the normal, like, Hey, we're going to lateral it a million times, but we're going to just kind of send our first team offense out to do that. He, they went with like 11 skill guys. Cause once you start lateraling it, you, no one has to be eligible or ineligible. And that's yeah. why it always ends when number 77 catches it and he's can't run. He saw that and he's like, huh, that's interesting. And then he saw an Alabama, I think Alabama LSU game where they did the crazy unbalanced line and LSU was confused, you know. And so he just filed it. He filed it away. And then it's like, hey, we we should do that. We should put Vereen. Shane Vereen's an ineligible receiver. The Ravens cover him. Yeah. Because how do you not cover number 34 when he's flanked out to the slot? You can't just go leave that guy alone. He's ineligible. Like the defense can't. Someone's going to get yelled at if they don't cover him. Anyway, so to me, Belichick, the greatest, not just the greatest football coach of all time, the greatest coach of all time, because he's the greatest coach at the hardest sport sport to coach. You really came off the top rope and made this even more insufferable <laughs> for the non-Boston fans ever. I will say, though, I'm glad this podcast exists because you and I are both very, very aware of the world we're about to enter to, into because Brady's going to retire and Belichick is going to retire. And this team will suck for the next 20 years. And we're going to look back at that and be like, wow, how the hell did we the pull Patriots off might be the first, years? The Patriots might be the first team to not be able to fill their coaching vacancy when Belichick retires. Everyone, yeah, everyone will job? just go, no, nah, that's cool. No, thanks. It's Unless the they already agreed with McDaniels. But man, I mean, they, we they know should, what's uh, coming. This is this was we had two different runs with this team and it's a complete fluke. And. I I know I'm super appreciative but of it's every not, day. I know you it's, are too. I mean, I, it's, I have so much gratitude for these two guys, but it's not it's not a fluke. I mean, obviously, a lot of nice missed field no, goals. No, it's, it's a fluke it's like to have these two guys in the same each other, team. That they yeah. met each other. They both have huge chips at the on their perfect shoulder time in their at the, careers, you know, and yeah. it's like the 
that relationship, both like psychotically competitive, both like nerds, basically, who like football, like watching football, like talking about football. Um, yeah, it is. It That's will- why I, I refuse to answer the Belichick or Brady, who is more important question, because it's like you can't. Both of them were both of them were equally important and they needed each other. And the only reason this was dynasty was incredible was because I was going to say Lennon and McCartney, but I'm sure people will get mad at that. Why? <laughs> Thanks to Miller Lite. They've been with us since the beginning. They've been fantastic partners to us. Lennon is so much better. <laughs> we're thrilled to have them as the relaunch sponsor for the ringer.com. Miller Lite, the official beer of the ringer. Don't forget to subscribe to the rewatchables and ringer FC, our two newest podcasts. Um, Hench, you're on Twitter, kind of, sort of. Yeah, it's funny. I, uh, you know, I go on. I love consuming it. I just love, yeah. you know, like free jokes from. What's your Twitter handle? At Kevin Hench. Okay, there you um, go. And I, and every once in a while, I'll, I'll screw up the courage to say something. You know, I almost weighed in aggressively on this David Price Eck thing. <laughs> I'm <laughs> glad you did because I'm so upset. <laughs> Don't mess with Dennis Eckersley. <laughs> yeah, leave Dennis Eckersley until alone. you want a playoff game. But uh, good idea. But, uh, good idea. Usually, this is my process on Twitter. I go like, "Oh my god, I'm, I'm, I'm so upset about this, or I'm so pissed. I should say something." And then I'm like, "Ah, oh, Pat Oswalt said it way better. That's yeah. cool." I don't, good, to, good, I don't need to weigh in. Good model. Um, all right. Thank you for this. Thank you, I'm glad brother. we did this. Oh, my God. I think it's the longest podcast I've ever recorded. I don't really care. Oh, it was, it was a delight. The BS Podcast coming back later this week. Uh, look, we had to do this podcast. If, if you want to get mad about it, I don't know what to tell you. The Pats. Patriots Week on TheRinger.com. Check it out. Thanks, Tate Frazier. Oh, wait. Tate Frazier's dead. He's covered in gasoline <laughs> and flames. <laughs> Talk to you later in the week. Thanks, Edge. <laughs>